Say hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Whose goddamn white baby is that? This is your baby, okay? He's just light-skinned, Mm-hmm. That one might be mine. That one right there. I'm not totally sure. Just because you name him Darren don't mean he belonged to Darren. But I don't care what this baby's name is. This baby is rice-skinned, but not light-skinned. That is a white child. That is Caucasian from the mountains of Caucasus. That is a Slavic baby, a Viking from Iceland. That's a good... That baby got 730 as a credit rating right now as an infant. You the only one I've been with, Darren. Bitch, let me explain to you the math. I've been in here 16 consecutive years. You know how long consecutive is, don't oh, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean one right after the motherfucking other. Because I ain't never missed a day. So clearly you've been having some conjugal visits with some other motherfuckers other than me. That's not my baby. That's almost a grown white man you brought in here. Ooh, give me some more flavor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Back in the building. Back at it. You already know the vibes, man. Uh, this is the Untitled Podcast, man. Episode 41 of your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, man. Um, I'm here with my guy, man, a brother of mine, somebody I know more than half my life. 
uh, somebody that we both watch each other grow from from badass. You know, so <laughs> there I go cuss you out and cuss the goddamn game. God damn it. Um, but there I watched us go from some badass niggas, man, to some grown ass men, man. Um, you know what I mean? Niggas have been in battle together on the football field, man. They've been in battle together in life as well. Um, so uh, without further ado, man, um, my guy, also the host of the uh, the Fuck With Me podcast, man. Um, Not with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Uh, make sure I check it out, man. Enter the rabbit hole with him. Um, so, without further ado, man, my guy, JP. Oh, man. Hey. What's such up? such a party mouth. Man, listen, man. Such a party mouth, man. You just, now you have to look at it and say, oh, man, I done cursed already. Yeah. Such a party mouth, man. But, you know, bro, I appreciate you bringing me on, man. You know, hey, guys, if you don't know, you know, he has been my mentor. Uh, has been the one that I started off. That's the first person I came to saying, hey, what you think about this, man? Can you help me? I need some advice. I need equipment, ideas. How do you start it up? You know, and immediately, you know, he was like, I got you. And since then, man, my growth, you know, and a lot of things that I got going on, you know, if, if any of you listen to mine also, you know, I reference a lot of things to boo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I reference a lot, you know, and I give bro a lot of his props because, you know, without bro, shit, this podcast game thing, man, I don't know where I would have been. And I appreciate you. Man, bro. you still, I know you still would have figured it out, man. But, um, but yeah, always, man, always hit a, you know, it's one thing that, that we, you know, that we've been talking about, you know, that kind of collaboration over competition thing. Cause we could have took it. I could have took it left, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I could have took it left and like and been been lame. I could have like, oh, so now you want to do a podcast and shit? You hear me? But nah, it's like nah, bro, you want to do that? Do that. I felt like you know, in this shit, man, it's space for everybody to eat. You know what I mean? It's always space for everybody to eat and any and everything, man. It's just you know finding your lane. You know what I mean? What you good at and finding your audience and all that, man. So yeah, when you hit me, I thought it was dope, a dope idea. To begin with, you know, just coming from you because you always had that personality anyway. But, but you know what, though? The crazy thing about it, what, seeing you doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the reason me being asking you and you my dog is like, I knew it wouldn't be on a competitive standpoint because of the audience that both of us draw. Right. You are more, you know, comedic and social right. with your podcast. I am a lot more informative. And yes, it can be taken differently as the preachy or whatever, whatever. You know, I didn't want to be the civil rights movement guy that come through, you know, but it's a lot of informable stuff that, you know, I have on mind and the people that come through. And I wanted to, you know, have you as when I'm ready to be childish again, when, when I'm ready to be childish again and come back to being just me. I know your platform is for me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We can joke, cut the fool, laugh. You know, I know with having yours and having mine, bro, it's going to be a healthy balance. Yeah. So that's why I was like, that's the perfect, perfect person to ask. Yeah, and I know he's not gonna feel some type of way. Yeah, absolutely not, man. I'm support everything. It's been a few, been a few other people, man, that hit me in the same thing. Like, hey, man, I'm looking to do a podcast, man. So you kind of start yours up, whatever. You know what steps did you take to do it? You know what I mean. Equipment wise, what I need to buy. You know what I mean. And I'm gonna tell Larry. I tell everybody the same thing. You know verbatim. You know what I mean. 
All right, listen, this is what I did. This was a mistake. Don't do that. Do this. Now, if you want to do that, you can. But eventually, you're going to do this. So if you can do it, just go ahead and get it out of the way now. You know what I mean? And that way, you know what I mean? Your podcast starts at a level. It's kind of like, um, you know, you don't want... You know, I remember a long time ago, man, I was in church and the pastor was like, you know, when, you know, when you're helping somebody or, or you, you know, a family member or, or raising kids or whatever, he was like, you don't want, if you started on A Street and now you're on C, you don't want your kids starting on C. They need to at least start on D. And looking out for folks, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. If you, so if you asking me, A, I'm trying to put something together and I started on A, yeah. but I'm on C. I don't want you starting where I'm at. I'm like, listen, this is what I did now, and this is what I want to do. So if I was you, if you just start, shit, go ahead and start on D now. Like, you go ahead and just do what I want to do now because I wish I had started at that point. I had to learn everything on A, B, and C Street. But that goes back to when we first started talking. When, we, when I came in, you was talking about how you uncle, uncle boo. Right, You know right. what I'm saying? And I was asking you about the difference of you being spoiling. Right, your yeah. nephew, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Your nephews and nieces. And I was like, you know, dang, there you go to get to spoil them and send them back to their parents. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit, it ain't really nothing I can bring to the table that they no. haven't seen. But that's the mindset of us still having the old time mentality right. of uh-huh. having, knowing that the grandparents or the godparents mm-hmm. is the ones that spoil and they go back home to the structure. Right. But like you said, our generation of you know the 80s early 80s, late 70s you know what i'm saying 78 79 going into 80s raising these kids mm-hmm. you know they starting these kids at sea because they always felt like the grandparents or the parents that raised them right you know started them at eight mm-hmm. but they don't realize starting at eight it showed you structure right and made you appreciate right these kids getting everything starting from C. Right. They don't appreciate it because they don't know how to keep it. Absolutely. I and think, maintain it. Uh, yes, and I, I think it also goes into how you present it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we say spoil, and we, we throw the world spoiled around because it's more than what we had. So immediately our mind goes to see spoiling them kids. But if you look at how it's presented to them, it's not you're not just getting something. You know what I mean? Your grades were good. Now, you may get more yeah. than we were used to. But again, you know, I look at it like when you're talking about if I, if I got to get it out of the mud, I don't want my kids to have to get out of the mud. That's what I did it for. If, if you got if my son got to get out of the mud too, then fuck I'm here for. Yeah. He don't need me. Cause you, you started what daddy started. Nah, like I'm gonna get, I'm a, I'm trying to build to a certain, certain point to where my kids don't never see, they don't know what struggle is. They don't want to see, they, they, I don't want them to know not now. I want them to appreciate. I want them to have work ethic. That's something that could be taught. You know what I mean? There's plenty of folks who never saw a struggle. They got amazing work ethics, right? So you don't need struggle to develop a work ethic. And we we saw it's kind of like a um, honestly, it's almost like a trauma thing, right? Like we feel like, man, I gotta work, I gotta grind, I can't sleep, I gotta do this, right? Like I can't, you know what I mean? Do X, Y, and Z. Like I gotta be locked in and focused on this, and I can't enjoy life. And that's not the case. You can do both. You just gotta find that balance. I was just about to ask you, so. On your balance, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. So how do you balance what you were saying? Appreciation? Yeah. And on the other sense of teaching the structure how to get it and maintain it. Where's your balance? I think the the I think the structure is coming, you know, on a day to day thing. 
Like, structure is built daily. It's not just on a holiday. I can't teach you structure on your birthday or on Christmas. I can't teach you that. It has to be a 365 thing. Like, every day I'm teaching you structure, right? And just small things, you know what I mean? Thank you. It's just that. Just gratitude, being grateful. Like, just teaching, te- teaching people to be grateful and learning to be grateful, you know what I mean, is a step in, in just understanding that. I don't have to do this. They don't got to give you that. So when they do do something for you, they do say thank you. Now you're losing that entitlement. You're taking that entitlement away. Because if I say thank you, I don't feel like you had to do that. I'm thanking you. I'm appreciative. I'm showing gratitude. So um, so with that, you know what I mean, so the balance of me comes with, you know what I mean, just what habits are you teaching from the jump? And then you start incorporating things like, okay, cool, listen, what do you, I know growing up, um, you know, if I wanted to go buy something from the store and I had no money or whatever, like I asked Pops or uh, Moms, like, hey, you know, um, can I have $20? And it would be, all right, you want $20? Cool. I give you $20, but you're going to have to do something. <laughs> go cut the grass, go wash the car. And it was cool, and I appreciated they it. They were prostituting us. Yeah, now nah, they really were. But they I were pre- slaving us out. But I appreciate it because it ingrained something in me the way I did understand that no one was going to just give me. Now, sometimes I would ask, and they were like, here. But then there were other times we're like, all right, listen, you need to, you know, go, again, go wash the car, go rake the leaves out of the backyard, go do something. Society has teaching our kids now. If now we figured that, okay, get do something to get something, that was building structure. But now they're teaching them now. If we tell them no because or ask or tell them to do something for it, now they're getting pimped, or now they're doing this, or yeah. now they got to go find somebody who's just going to give them whatever, whatever, because of the face color, it's, who it's, they are, or, what, or just because, you know what I'm saying? Whoever got it, that's who we go to. It's, it's a participation award society, yes, honestly. Sir. It's participation award. It's, you know what I mean, everybody deserves something for just being there. Mm-hmm. And you do have a lot of that. That's when, you know, I, I, see, I see a lot of entitlement, even in our generation. Like, you know, we talked about, actually me and Locke talked about in a prior episode, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, you know, know what you're worth and add tax. Well, I was always taught whatever you get, that's what you're worth, period. Not what you think you're worth. You're worth what you can negotiate, point blank, period. So if I take a job, I'm getting paid a certain wage, and I'm sitting in this job, and I'm telling them, man, I'm, I'm worth more than this. I, I, I bring more value. Well, currently, your value is what you're getting paid. That's your current value. Even if you can do more, your current value is what you're getting paid. It's like if you look at uh, somebody in the league, right, in the NBA, you come in on a rookie contract, but you go crazy. Mm-hmm. So look at somebody like Melo, right? Melo goes to the Nuggets. You know, he, you know, he didn't win a rookie idea, but them boys went from a lottery team to a playoff team when Melo came. Melo's already outperforming that contract, but his current value is still what that contract says. It's still three, four, five million a year. Now, could you be at 20? Yeah. But as of now, you five million, that's not going to change. They're not moving that. You're going to pay, even if you and they extend you, you're going to get that five mil I was just until that shit. <laughs> why do I have to be extended from my work to be to get a boost up on my fin- from my finances? Why do you need to extend me? If I outplay my actual time frame, why can't I just get an increase on the time frame that you've already agreed on? Because... I am outplaying the time frame you first gave me. That's just the difference between being a boss and an employee. 
your, your boss is never going to pay you. And he, you're, you're never going to get paid enough by your boss. Your boss is never going to pay you enough. Ever. You're never going to feel like that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So um, you're right. that in, in a perfect world, that's there. But walk into that owner's office and tell them that. You're going to say no. What you're going to do is when your contract's up, we're going to give you everything you deserve. But right now, you got to be, you signed that contract, right? You signed it. Your contract That's said why you gotta be the face of everything. Exactly. They won't tell LeBron exactly. that. Exactly, like it's it's a leverage. They it's, won't tell LeBron. It's leverage. That. It's leverage there. You know what I mean? Like LeBron has a certain amount of leverage in the league, right? It's certain guys who have a certain amount of leverage, but it's a rookie coming into the league. John Moran ain't got that. John nice, but he's not there. He can't demand certain things yeah. yet because he hasn't built that platform yet. Yeah. Now he may have some backing. You know, Bron may back him. Chris Paul may back him, Steph may back him, all these big names, you know what I mean, on the political side of the league. They may back you, sure. But in the day, you know, I remember um, during the lockout, not lockout, um, during COVID, when they were down in Orlando and they were talking about when should the season come um, come back. And they were talking about their players walking out, saying, nah, bro, like we, Matt, I'm sorry, um, it was after the shooting happened. Yeah. Remember the Bucks that play? That was Kenosha. Yeah. Or was cool. it the the guy that got shot in the back? I think it was George. I think it was George Floyd actually. No, no. you remember when the Bucks decided to walk out? It was from a man getting shot in the back at the at when the police came to the house during the family gathering. That's right. He ended up being paralyzed. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of teams. Some teams were trying to come back. Some teams weren't. They had this league meeting. They said a Brown was rubbing a lot of them boys the wrong way. You know, in that, you know what I mean? So, but because he's Brian, it's a certain amount of leverage. You ain't got to like it, but I am who I am. I built this. So because of who I am, you're going to ride. Point with best LeBron. Everybody doesn't have that. So, of course, yeah, there should be some type of structure in the league where if you outperform your contract, you get an immediate increase. Some way, shape, or form, right? You know, um, the NFL contracts are kind of engineered that way where there's a lot of incentives and shit. But it's also a shit-ass contract. If you hear, uh, you know, five years for 60 mil, the number you want to wait for is the next one they say is 15 mil mil guaranteed. Okay, that's a five-year, $15 million contract. That's what that is. That other 15 million that's associated is all tied to incentives that you're probably not going to hit. You know, an example, you know, going back to Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott's rookie year. If he hit a certain amount of rushing yards, he would got paid. So what the Cowboys do that last game against the Eagles, they sat his ass down and said they were resting him for the playoffs. No, yeah. they were saving fucking money. Saving money. <laughs> they yeah. were saving money. That's and Z and everybody knew. Yeah, and you know, even uh Victor Cruz shed a light on that too. He was just like, you know, sometimes the trainers would say that, you know, you're yeah. not available and you feel fine. But they're like, nah, we're going to sit you down. But yeah. that's just protecting you not being able to outplay your contract. Yeah, because you got to understand the simple fact that those trainers work for the team. Yeah. You know, and their their allegiance, their loyalty lies with the team, not with you. They have no reason to, to you know, the, the owner is saying, GM is saying, hey, man, hey, he ain't ready yet. We don't need him back yet. You're not playing. That was Kawhi's issue in, in, in San Antonio. Trainer saying he was ready. He had another doctor saying, no, you're not. I'm not playing. No point. Do what y'all want to do. Trade me. Find me. Do, I'm not going to play. And the reason why was I understand that you're an employee of the team. So if I'm going to a doctor and he's telling me something opposite of what you're telling me, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Um, 
One thing I wanted to get to, you know, in this whole thing, man, we, we talked about how you came to me asking about, you know, podcasting and, and really getting into it and what did I do or such that I take any advice that I can lend you. Um, I know the story, but I, I wanted, um, you know, at least my audience to hear it as well. So what kind of led you into saying, you know, damn, you know, podcasting could, could be something that would be dope for me to do? Um, <clears throat> you know, it was crazy too, though, bro. Like growing up, people, I think when they have a calling for like speaking, public mm-hmm. speaking or leading people or whatever, whatever, the first thing that our culture and the, the the past generation thought it was the calling to be on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. To be a pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what we were led to think. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I don't yeah. think that's always. You mm-hmm. know, I can. You have a purpose, but is it always to be a man or a woman of the cloth right, per se? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Ordained. Right. Like, why do you need a certification or? Something that you have to go through to say that people will start listening to you. Right, right, right. Right? But okay. But then I'm like, you know what? What's right now in our time that's moving? Podcast. Media. Yep. Podcast yep. right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and a lot of people is like, you know, a gift of talking and commanding attention and commanding the room. People listening is like, you're good at that. I know that. But at the same time, it's like, okay. If I don't want to go through the corporate world of doing that because I do things differently, how else can I go through? And I was just like, you know, let's go podcast round. And, you know, I was thinking about it for a minute. And then when I came into my deep, de- not de- and I, want, I don't like to call it depressed, mm-hmm. but I was at a very, very low point, you know, after, you know, little bro. Right. And it was just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I say, you know, in my intro, the diary of the strong black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that is something that instead of me writing a book, mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm going through things or if I want to put something out in the atmosphere for my people to hear that's positive and not so much gossip, I use this as my diary. Right. And I tell people, other people to come and join in and be a part of it because we all have something to talk about. Right. We go through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And how else do we get that out? Right. We have people to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you may not be able to go to somebody personally to talk, but when you put it out in the air, you know, you never know who goes through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Rather than going through calling or knowing people that you're cool with that go through the same thing, why don't you just put it on air? And as long as it's positive and it's uplifting put it in the atmosphere and you'll be amazed on how many people go through the same thing absolutely and it's a diary and i've been going through that for a while and i've been just using that as my spark yeah and and that's what made me go through and that's what started it all and just after that when she told me how to do it how to move and how to start you know i think it was funny because a lot of people when someone comes to you with a business you know idea or what they want to start a lot of things is the first few days of lost sleep you know it's because you have all type of ideas you overwhelmed by and that's probably something you've heard a million times somebody Mm -hmm. coming to you saying hey man i want to do this hey i want to do this can you help me with this Mm -hmm. and you know a couple weeks 
they be doing it going real hard because yeah. the adrenaline is still going. But once they start realizing the work you have to put in, mm-hmm. the time that you have to invest mm-hmm. in, a lot of people not ready for that. Yep. But is it really your passion and your purpose and your dream? Gotcha. That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, and that's a fact. You know, and that's one thing that, you know, for me that I realized, you know, I, in doing this, you know what I mean? It's a word you use there. You talked about passion and something that you're passionate about, right? So for me, this this was talking to something I always did. Even growing up, I had a whole speech impediment, right? Mm-hmm. Like I had to go to speech therapy <sighs> for five years, right? I tell it like if like debate the, the easiest way. Tone. Nah, like dead ass, like nigga talk like the easiest <laughs> way to describe it was that uh was Elmer Fudd, right? Swimming Elmer Fudd. Oh like, shit. Nah, it was like that. Swimming Elmer Fudd, like yo, I'm hunting rabbits. Like that was me. My R's was all W's. Like, I could not get that shit right. Like, even now when I talk, like, if it's an R word, like, I really got to focus on, like, really, like, holding that more. I never told y'all, y'all was assholes. It's so y'all funny, check right? Because uh-huh. when you when I run into people like that, I can't help but laugh in my head. Because the first thing I, I think about is old girl from 3LW. Oh, yeah, little Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn Pharmacy, Pharmacy, yeah. That's the first thing yeah. I say out loud when yeah. I find somebody like that. And it was folks in there with me that had that too, right? And it's wild because they really like work you through all these different exercises to get out of that. You know what I mean? So, like, I would say, like, like, instead of Burger King, like, I said Burger King. Like, I want to go to Burger King. I say it all the time, bro. I'm talking, I'm in third grade. And I can't, you know what I mean? So I really had to, like, go through speech therapy. So for me to be a kid that talked too damn much and also be a kid that can't properly speak, you know what I mean? And for me to take that, encompass that, and then start up a podcast, you know what I mean, is nuts to begin with. Um, But it's something that, you know, again, it's something I was passionate about. Um, And I go through that same process you went through, right? Like, when I first started, again, that drilling just flowing. So I'm ready to do whatever. Like, let's do it. And then what happens that first, this is like, you know, we're getting to the end of the year now, right? Where's everybody want to go to the beginning of the year? Day one, we all going to work out. I'm about to go lose some weight. Damn. Right? I'm going, you know, day one, new new year, new me, all that shit, right? And um, what ends up happening is, you know, that, that first week, you win it. That second week, you win it. But then Monday, that third week, man, you had a long weekend and you tired, so I ain't going to go Monday. But I'm going to get right Tuesday, though. And then Tuesday, it's, it's cold outside, man, and I ain't feeling it. And then Wednesday, you forgot you had a meeting or you got a ghost, and now you done missed three days. And you re- and what happens is you realize, it was, damn, well, I'm going to get back next week. Oh. Then you don't go next week. And next thing you know, you know <laughs> next thing you know, you ain't been in the gym in three weeks. Yes, sir. And, you re- and it was easy. It was easy not to go. You know, you get them extra hours of sleep. You roll over. You're cool. And the same thing with eating healthy in the same process. So, but it, once you get to a breaking point, right, we're like, yo, no, I don't care. No matter what, by any means, I'm going to get this off me. Whatever it takes. Some, for some people, it's health challenges, right? But whatever it is, you know what I mean? Whatever you tap into, and that's what people call as their what, as their why. Same thing with this podcast shit. Like, you find your why. Like, what do you want to be? For me, um, you know, I want it to be a voice. Like, I heard, I would hear a lot of things. People will come to me about certain things. I would have conversations with folks and realize in these conversations, I'm explaining a lot of shit. Like, just to peers, whoever, like, I'm explaining things to them, you know what I mean, not on something where they're not, you know, 
educated or smart. It's just like they're asking questions, and for some reason, I grasp whatever particular subject they ask me about. Like, I, I got a handle on it. So I'm explaining it kind of in layman's terms so they kind of really get what, what's going on and whatever, whether it be the George Floyd thing, you know, what thing, shit happened in Kenosha. Oh, with Kyle Rittenhouse getting off, right? And I'm telling folks, I knew he was going to get off. They said, well, how do you know he's going to get off? And then, they, you know, they said, well, even the underage gun charge, I said, all you got to do is read what's constant law. They put it out there. If you read it, you knew he was going to get off on that. And then you read the rest of the story, and it's like, oh, okay. That's how we got off. It makes sense. I still don't think a lot of people still understand them. Yeah, no, nah, and they don't. And a lot of it, too, is you, you spoke about the media being our news. And a lot of times, I do believe that the media does... Um, Overhype, certain not overhype because people died, but you know they're they're really, <laughs> but I mean they'll really kind of push certain narratives and situations to get the people going, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easy. Let's say you know let, let's keep on pushing, y'all. He may get out. He may get out, and you causing a stir, and you riling up all these emotions. You know how black folk are with people. You know with white folks with guns killing folks. You know that's gonna stir us up because it's trauma. Exactly, it's that trauma. So you playing to that. So what you do now is you say, okay, well, cool. I'm going to keep on pushing it because y'all going to keep on going on CNN and clicking every single time. Y'all going to read every story that comes out. If this boy name on here, y'all going to click it. And them clicks are ads. And the more ads we get, the more money is generated. They don't give a damn about the knowledge you think they're putting out of it. They don't care. I've clicked certain, I've clicked news articles that were dead as a paragraph. And I didn't see shit. The headline got me. I clicked it. It was, they didn't tell me nothing, but I didn't click it. They got what they wanted out of me. Mm-hmm. They put it, you know what I mean? And you look at the headlines and they put, like, there's a kid right now uh, playing for Georgia. They say he got arrested on a weapons charge and uh, it was something else. But the main thing they stood out was a weapons charge, right? Mm-hmm. You know what the weapon was? A BB gun. He got caught with a BB gun. But weapon. Yeah. You but, it. Yeah. So, they, but they made it, oh, shit, Georgia, top team in the country right now what racism yeah exactly you know he done got caught with a with a weapon a weapon another oh black shit man another black life. yeah damn what he do you click it yeah. it's a fucking bb gun but they done stirred like oh shit let me go look got you and already uh pre brainwashed your mind of an outlook yep before you start to read it yep absolutely so you're already going and it's saying man who he done wrong yep what he done done what he done done why why would you have a gun yeah. What was your problem? Mm-hmm. You know, why you you making you got a chance of a lifetime to make money. Why you what's the point you have a gun? And Don't you click it and realize that he was a, he was a typical 19, 20, 21 year old in college with a fucking BB gun. Like everybody else. Go so, shoot pigeons. Yeah, go shoot fucking pigeons or ducks and shit Soda on can. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because if you live in Statesboro, UGA, yeah. it's country. You know what I'm saying? A lot of white drinking, yep. Confederate flags. Yep. So what are you doing? You're in a lot of wooded areas yep. to where you can go shoot, mm-hmm. you can play paintball, do yep. all kind of fun, dumb shit that we mm-hmm. don't do in the hood. Right, exactly. We never seen before. And they and you where he's Four wheelers. in this kid, yeah, and this kid's in Athens. Statesboro again. It's all in Statesboro all, all over again. And like you say, you've seen all these things growing up we didn't get to see. We like I said, four wheelers and shit. Only time I saw four wheelers is when I went to the fucking country, to my mom's side of the family, yeah. right? I'm out of Hinesville, Midway, and Ludowicy, all this country shit. We riding four wheelers. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. You know what I mean? You know, Riceboro, all that country-ass shit out there in Liberty County, in Long County, and all that shit, right? And that's where I'm seeing it. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks, they ain't, they ain't get to see that. So when you get to college and you get around it, I mean, we went to school, and I went to Southern, and y'all, y'all went to Fort Valley. Um, but I got to Statesboro. Me and Eric was there. 
And we're like, boy, what the fuck? This shit country hell. Like, everybody say selling go down. Like, the fuck you, this shit country. And then we finally realized what, you know what I mean? Like, we got to that part of it. But at the beginning, we were just finding shit to do. You know what I mean? Like, we, and that's what finding shit to do look like. Finding you know I mean? some shit that it could get you in trouble. Because at the end of the day, what are we doing? Exactly. And, you know, it's just, it's just typical teenage shit we're technically still teenagers bro exactly. 18 the first two years 18 and 19 we're technically still teenagers what exactly the fuck do you expect but it, but it's all about them clicks man it's all about that you know what i mean a lot of people wake up roll over they go to instagram they go to uh twitter and that's their news you know what i mean i've doing you know i know a lot of times if i see a headline i don't go to cnn i go to twitter and i just type it in and read it now a lot of the reasons why is because you get the truth because it's not distorted. There's no bias in it. It's people there. When Dolph got killed, like all I had to do was go on Twitter and search Young Dolph. And I saw, I'm, I'm seeing people from Memphis live tweeting what's going on. Like, bro, I'm out here right now. Like, them folks say Dolph was at, he was, I mean, he had a little cookie store down the street. You know what I mean? He just plugged, uh, then he, then he just plugged uh, the, the, the spot a couple of weeks ago. Then the video comes out with him talking about the cookies. Then this comes out. His mama loved the cookie store. He said he had some trouble during the pandemic. Shut down. Dog trying to help them boys get back right. That's something he said he did. You know, they got pictures of the Lambo that he drove around. The Camo Lambo is it's an easily noticeable car. You know what I mean? So, um, and so I, I'm getting my news from there. I remember last year, actually, Thanksgiving. And I don't know if I talked about, um, about this with you uh, when I came on your pod, man. But there's a... Um, Docu, I don't. It's not really a documentary. It kind of is. It's on Netflix. It's called The Social Network, right? Mm-hmm. You seen this? No. Okay. Um. So The Social Network is basically they're talking about you know Facebook and Twitter and Instagram okay. and Google and all this shit, right? Algorithm. And they're talking. Yeah, it, it is exactly what they go to. They talk about the algorithms and how that shit works. And people who work for Google and they're telling you so little things like you may maybe you've gone I don't know four hours without logging on to your Instagram. Then you get an alert. Such and such posted for the first time in a while. Yeah. And your mind may go, ooh, let me see what they posted, right? Like, this is out of, you know what I mean? Because you you hit a little ding on your phone and you look at it. And you may check it, you may not. You know what I mean? But also they talked about Google and how what you constantly search dictates your results. So, for example, if I'm a, uh, let's say if I'm a Donald Trump supporter, right? Well, not even Donald Trump supporter. Let's say I live in, and they actually made a really good example of if you live in a, um, somewhere like a like rural Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And you Google something about global warming. Gotcha. Nine times out of ten, it's going to tell you global warming is a hoax. It's blah blah blah. It doesn't exist, okay. right? Because you look at that. That's a red state, majority Republican, conservative. That's the belief. But in a lot of them people is that it's not a real thing. Gotcha. They don't care what you tell them. It's not real. Well, if you live in Portland, which is a progressive area, and you Google it, and they'll say global warming is a threat to uh, mankind. It's a threat to society. Now, what's the difference? You're Googling the same thing. All you type doing is global warming, and you let it finish it out. The only difference is, is normally when I search for this shit, I'm looking for things to tell me it's a hoax. And the same, the same thing is the reverse. I look for things to tell me it's not. What's the truth? You don't know. You just built your own truth because of what you always do. So how can you learn? How can you grow? As a people, if I'm using Google as my main source of information, but Google is operating as a yes man for me, then how can I get better? How can I learn? You can't. I asked my dad this. 
because you know my mom them came into town for the holidays, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and they're in their fifties now. Right. They have transitioned to the fifties. Um, so uh, I asked them. I was just like, you know, when it comes to asking about, um, everybody was like, do your research. You know, before you get the vaccine or something, or mm-hmm. uh, everybody. First thing is do your research. Do your research. Everybody say know your history. Do, but a lot of that is skewed but then okay when you ask so where do we go get the research from you just said google mm-hmm. right so i'm just trying to ask everybody this is for a white man that was sitting in his dorm room bored because he was too lazy to fucking do research papers right. and go in the library and do whatever whatever this motherfucker created some shit mm-hmm. so you can be lazy right. but then not only that he's created a, a situation to where you have to depend on whoever he has been back in this situation for yep. him to be created, and mm-hmm. they give you the information. But then you're gonna say critical race theory, getting it in school, blah 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 blah. But then you you're saying this, okay? So who's gonna really teach you the truth? So right. You know, they say, well, we should have one side a white side, one side a black side. All right. So how are you gonna make that possible? Are you gonna have them both teaching the class? time for you to be able to hear mm-hmm. both of their sides right. how are you going to base that right so now the one the both teachers are trained or their mind is on rhythm to give you the knowledge of what they're believing or are skewed on a biased standpoint mm-hmm. because you don't want to as a white man he wants his white people to make sure they're not looked at and viewed as so so vicious and so cruel right but then the black people going one on that side like no they are yeah. So when you're looking at it like that is you depending on this guy to create some shit to give you the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But then I said, how many libraries do you see still up to where you go into that big fat paperback to that hardback book? Yeah. That can be the determining factor of what was rewritten. Right. And what was changed. Right. You can't do that on Google. Right. Yeah. And that's that's when it looks at Google. I'm like, when are we going to understand? Just like you just said, like mm-hmm. now it's which is the truth. Yeah. But nobody wants to believe. It's not even about believing a hoax or what's a conspiracy theory. What are you seeing that you just said? That shit don't make sense. How do you know the truth? Uh, so why go and waste your time with finding out things like that? Because a lot of people just want confirmation on what makes them comfortable. So for them... <laughs> That's true. You know, true. so if, if it makes me comfortable to say that you know, global warming is a hoax, and I can Google it real quick, and Google say, see, it's a hoax. Damn it, I'm not arguing with you. I just Googled the shit. Google told me it's a hoax. Why would it be there if it's not true? I just found this. I remember, man, uh, a past job I worked, man. I remember we, this is around the mic. This is actually about a year after Mike Brown and everything happened. A few years, actually, after Mike Brown happened. And um, the conversation came up, and there was a white guy I was talking to. And uh, he was like, man, did you see what, what he did to that police officer? Like, what are you talking about? He said, you see, he beat the shit out of him. You beat, you see his face? I was like, what, what you talking about? So he pulls up this picture of the officer in bloody, all, I mean, just bruises everywhere, right? So then I actually go onto the police, that, that, that uh, police department's website and pull up the mugshot. It's not a mark on his face. I was like, well, okay, I, I see you have that, but this is the mugshot they took immediately after everything happened. There's not a mark on his face. Well, where'd you see that? I said, that's that's on their website. Like, that's actually on that exact same police department's website. He get quiet, and he was like, oh, well, well, that's this is what I saw. I said, it's cool. It's cool. 
But the bigger question is, why do you think that picture with his face bloodied and bruised? Why do you think that even exists? Like, why do you think somebody went through the shit on them, you know, on, on Photoshop or whatever, to, to put all this shit on his face and make it look away? Why do you think they did that? To make sure he looked like he was an animal to justify how they shot him down and hunted him down. And think about if I had never shown him that picture, mm-hmm. his story would have always been he shot him, because he was beating the shit out of him. He got to protect himself, right? He got to defend himself. You got to. But you know what? He's used to going to black people, mm-hmm. telling them something like that, mm-hmm. and they're not going and doing their own research right? and being able to combat that. That's so a fact. he's used to that. Mm-hmm. He's used to that. But then when you combated him, he, was, he, was, he had to bow down to now go and over-talk you right. to build value on why yours is stupid. Right. Yours is wrong, but then you're like, but this is, website mm-hmm. How, why would this be different right why did they have to go through this but he would keep going back to somebody else trying to build value oh that's not real that you that's that, that that picture you're looking at but you and they right. would have the, even the confidence to come back and say but wait i got this from their website yeah so that's the crazy thing and 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 it's so funny that you brought that up but even when we were going back when you were talking about the um the uh Rittenhouse and, and uh, Aubrey, right? Yeah. Um, even with that, it's like, why do we wait for somebody, the media, mm-hmm. to make us angry? Like, why do right. we need them to channel our anger? Why what? do we allow them to yeah. dictate when we're happy mm-hmm. to celebrate and when we need to be down and want to be active? Why do we allow them to dictate what they show us? Instead right. of what we see on a daily basis within our own city. Right. We get outraged for things that's outside of what we can control, which yeah. is where we drive at all day long, where we work at, where we live at. We're so focused on the outside. Why mm-hmm. do we allow that? I feel like that's that's nat honestly, I feel like that's natural human emotion. Like that's just what that's a human thing. That we, we, we tend to get outraged and pissed off about things we can't control. Like, the things we can't control, that's what bothers us the most. Like, and, and when actuality, you know, your mind should be the reverse. My focus should be on what I can control. And the things I can't, I'm just going to leave them where they at because, again, I can't do nothing. But for some reason, human, just human beings in general, we're engineered um, to focus so much on those things that we can't control. Even as kids, right? I want to go outside and play today, but it's raining. Now, I'm sad as fuck all fucking day because it's raining. Well, you can't do shit. You know what I mean? You can't stop it. Mm-hmm. It's going to rain. Mm-hmm. Go find something else to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that should be the mindset. But even as little kids, like, I can't go outside today because, you know what I mean, because it's raining outside. Damn, I was really looking forward to having a good day. But I can't now because it's raining. And you, then you grow up and you get older and there's other things you can't do, right? Like, you know what I mean? You, you, I know shit. Growing up, you know, we can't wait to drive. Until we realize you got to pay for that motherfucking car, you know what I mean, and gas and all this, you know what I mean, and, and these are but these are things you can control, right? I can get a job, I can find a way to do it, but you know what I mean, it may take a little longer. So the point being is that you know we're we're engineered to focus on these things that we cannot control, and one of the one of the things in finding just peace in general is the serenity prayer, right? Yeah. Like, you know, God grant me the courage to change the thing. You know me, that that whole prayer, right? Like, mm-hmm. let me, you know, let me let me just focus on this. The cur- let, give me the courage to change what I can change. First of all, because that's, that's the step. That's the step. Like, let me actually, I can change that. 
let me have the courage to actually do it because I know I can change that. Yeah, I know. You know, when people complain about, again, money, salary, all this shit all the time, you can change it. You go get another job. You got the courage to leave your job, though? You have the courage to go step out and do that? Can you do that? Do you know, you know, hmm, I can quit my job now and maybe go into a different field. But that shit going to be hard, man. I'm going to start back at ground zero. I've been doing this for seven, eight, nine years. Now I got to start back at year zero. I don't know. Yeah, but by year three there, you're going to make double what you're making in year nine here. So the smart decision is just dip. I ain't got, I ain't got courage for that, right? You know what I mean? Then the second part of it, you know what I mean, is understanding things that you can't change. Cool. You know what I mean? I can't change that. I can't do shit about that. You know what I mean? I'm going to leave that way as that. And then obviously the ending of it is just the wisdom know the difference. And that's the final part. You know, actually saying, you know what, I can't change that, so I'm going to leave that alone. I can change that, so I'm going to affect that. But again, I think that's just human nature, man, that we, we really want, for some reason, to really focus on them things that we can't do shit about. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see their relationships. You you can't control how a motherfucker feels about you. Yeah. So if your girl steps out and cheats on you, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 ladies, if your nigga step, you, you can't do anything about that. Yeah. The only thing you can do is control how you react. Like, what are you going to do now? Motherfucker, you know what I mean? Your partner cheated on you. Okay, cool. What you going to do? Nothing? Cool. Then shut the fuck up. If you're going to leave, then leave. But th- th- these are your options. You want to talk it out? What, whatever you want to do, do that. And then leave it with, and be happy with that decision and stay with it. You know what I mean? So, I think those are the biggest things. So, okay. So, all right. So, when we go to the the divide of Democrat and Republican, right? Mm-hmm. Why, when there's a Democratic Party in, in office, right? If you look at the difference between Trump and then anybody that wasn't Democrat that was in office, why when the Democrat Party has the office, that something has something like that trivial has to happen to change a law. Right. For things to spark. Why does trauma right. always have to happen for change when there's to where they have to make a law to get rid of something? Rather than when it comes to the Republican, it's always there, well, is, there is not laws, but there are to where it is everything financial right. that comes to a halt or a game, rather than it's trauma on the other party. Um, well, part something stripped. Well, part of it, you know, America in itself. America is a capitalist country, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is with being capitalist, you can, in theory, make as much money as you want to make, and nobody's going to stop you. Right. If you go to a place like a Korea, you know, or, or North Korea, that's a communist country. That's not an option. We want to make what we give you. And that's it. Everybody gets the same. It's equal across the board. Well, equal, you know, with air quotes across the board. But, you know, I mean, everybody gets the same. I'm going to tell you what you're going to wear. You're going to work. You're going to work. Everybody makes the same money. There's no real rich, poor. There's no wealth gaps. There's none of that. Right. And it sounds great in theory, but it's not. Um, and then, I was, again, capitalists in the opposite of being, um, able to make as much money as you want as you can also be as broke as you fucking want to be, right? So that's, you know, the part part one of it. And America's always been about money. The Boston Tea Party was about money. That shit was all about money. They dumped all that tea into that fucking river because they didn't want to pay taxes. It's money. It's always been based on money. That's literally what America is founding in is money. So when you look at, you know, what moves shit, you know, and you're saying, well, 
why does it always have to be financial? That's what America's rooted in. And it's not an answer as far as why, because there is no why. The, the why is, you know, the answer that we all hate is, well, that's the way it's always been. But the thing is, you know, I mean, for my, so I know growing up, anytime something happened, right, and I asked my pops about it, he'll give me an explanation, but he would always end it with the same thing and say, listen, son, if you ever want to find something out, follow the money. He always told me that, follow the money. And honestly, I can't think of a time that I wanted to know why something happened or why something was moving a certain way until I started following the money. You talked about the vaccine. The vaccine got sped up, right? They pushed, normally it takes vaccines a few years to get approved and all that shit. They got to, they got it approved quick as fuck. There's all these mandates and all this shit because what? The money, people stop coming to work. More stop happening. Production stop. Production stop. Now these companies aren't generating the dollars they normally generate. Because stores are closing down. We're seeing huge stores that we grew up with that are no more now. Because employees are gone, you know what I mean? And so, um, but it's always going to be rooted in the money. Always. Right. But that's the thing. When I ask you that, I'm just looking at why is that a bad thing? It's not. Exactly. So why is everybody, when they thinking that this man came in and they saying that he was taking money from the blacks or doing whatever, whatever, it was like, at some point, you have to realize that, nigga, they're dangling money in front of our face to get us to stop doing something. Right. He, on the other side, they're saying, nigga, when everything revolves around money here, mm-hmm. you have to get up and go to work. Right. You have to do something. You can't, money success don't come to somebody who sits and lets someone keep pouring money into them because if they're doing that, that means you have to do something they want you to do. And, and you they have also to follow some certain rules to keep getting that money because you're not putting in any work. It's just like what we talked about earlier, right? When I, when I said that your, your boss is never going to pay you enough. Mm-hmm. Same concept. They, they, yeah, they're going to give you money. They're not going to give you enough money. Exactly. They'll give you just enough to keep you quiet if you feel like, oh, I can't wait, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, we, you know, we, you know, ooh, ooh, we get, we get 1200. Everybody get 1200. Now, quick twelve hundred dollars can go as an adult. As an adult, you walk out the door and sneeze and fart, and you done spent four hundred dollars. Like it's just part of life. So, but again, you know, when it comes to money, money one in the black community has always been taboo. We don't talk about money enough. You know, um, the episode I just dropped my brother. The reason why I brought him on was to discuss money and actually talk about how how one we attach we attach so much value to money, right? Like growing up, we say save, 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 save. The little secret they never told you is, is that money sitting in your account is losing value every single day. Like they talk about inflation. So if I have, you know, if I got 15 bands in my account, but the inflation. Which he does, guys. Don't do that. But, but, in the, but the inflation rate is 6%. Guess what? I just lost 6% of that money. And I'm not a math major. And I was never good at math. Shit, me and you was in math together, so you know that. But, um, but the fact of the matter is I just lost 6% of my money. Right? Because it will just sit in that fucking bank account. It's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But we were always taught to save, right? Mm-hmm. So I ought to make money and put it in my little account, put it in my You're mattress. To spend it. Exactly. I want to put it in my account. I want to put it in my account, put it in my mattress, put it in my shoebox, put it in all these places and just hold on to it. Like if right now, older folks, right? Um, you hear all the time, I, uh, I forgot who I was talking to. 
Matter of fact, um, it was old Thanksgiving. Um, one of my mom's friends came over with her husband, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about when his uh, granddaddy died. He says granddaddy couldn't count, couldn't read. Mm-hmm. So he was good with numbers, but he couldn't count, couldn't read. He just knew numbers. So he owned, he owned the speakeasy. And, um, but he was talking about how when he died, they just found these tin cans full of money all over the house, right? Just stacks and stacks of cash that he just got, right? Because that's what we were taught. In the old heads, that's what they were taught, like saving money. Well, the little secret, you know, that I was getting to is that if you take that same, you know, money and you put it in something, you invest it in whatever. And see, black folks still to this day tend to laugh or when you hear investing and all this shit, they kind of tune you out because they feel like, man, nobody trying to do that shit. It's a gamble. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a, going to Vegas. It's, it is, but you know, in my, you can't lose it. And it's funny. My uh, my brother talked about it all the time. He was like, you know, you we talked about that on last episode. He said, man, the thing is, people say that it's a gamble, right? Like you, you scared to do it because it's a risk. Well, do you know how much risk you take when you go to work every day? You're betting on the fact that they're gonna have a paycheck for you every other Friday. And you're betting be on right. That. You're betting. <laughs> you're betting that it's gonna be right. You're betting that it's gonna be there. You're always betting that it's gonna be there. And if it's not there, what? It, Got it. We ain't got it. We're gonna try. I remember at home when we was uh, we was in high school. Oh, you remember Shane, right? Yeah. I remember one day I was talking. I was talking to Shane. Shane's working a little quiz Quiznos on Quaco. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker just closed one day. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell them shit. Shane told me he said, "Man, I'm telling you, I came to work and everything was gone. They didn't say nothing. Just that fast." Your source of your, your little source of income is gone. Now they said he said he got a little check in the mail for whatever he had worked, you know, prior mm-hmm. prior to. But the fact of the matter is, imagine the the manager that works there or the person who needs that money, and they come to work that day, they didn't say shit, and the money just done. I, I need that. I need that. It's a risk you're taking. So if I'm gonna take a risk, I'd rather control my risk. I'd rather take my money and put it in. You know, something put it into whether it be real estate or whatever, something that I know can make me some money. Because a lot of times it's not as risky as you think. You know what I mean? These folks put money in shit all the time. And take losses. Yeah, and they say you're gonna take losses. Take losses. You're gonna take but you're gonna take and losses. And it hurt just it hurt them just as much as it hurts us. That's a fact. They just know they're gonna stop us a lot faster mm-hmm. so they can get their money back. The thing with it, man, is um, remember when um, uh, GameStop, mm-hmm. when that shit went crazy, right? When that stock, that went crazy. And AMC stock went crazy. You know why it went crazy? Because a group of people went and what they did, basically what they call a pump and dump, right? They all took money and they just bought a bunch of stock. Fuck it. They all had that faith in it, though. And hey, we're going to just buy this shit. Because when you put more money into that stock, what happens? It goes through the roof. And what they're betting on is when we, we're going to put all our money in and we're going, we're going to take the hit and we're going to have, let the shit go through the roof because what we're banking on is when all y'all see it, y'all going to do the same thing. Mm. So I might have put 250 in the day, right? And you put in 250 You know what I mean? Let's say I get 10 people to put in 250 That's $2,500, right? And let's say we multiply that and we keep doing it, you know what I mean? And now this stock just shot up crazy. Everybody, boy, you seen you seen AMC? AMC going, man, let me go ahead and put a little 50 in that shit real quick. See what happened. Put 100 in here real quick. Or somebody got some bread. I'm going to put five, right, whatever, in this shit real quick. And let me see what happened. Okay, cool. And then at the same time, we all come back. Hey, man, hey, that we bought that stock at a dollar. 
Now that stock worth seventy five dollars. It went set went from dollar seventy five dollars in three days. Sell that shit. Boom. You just made all this fucking profit. Now you left the other motherfuckers in shambles, right? And some people that are smart enough, you know what I mean. When it starts dropping, you know they sell, 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 sell. Actually, I remember seeing Cam talking about it on Facebook, right? With Dodge Coin, Dodge Coin shot through the roof. He's like, "Hey man, y'all go ahead and sell that shit now. Don't hold on to it." And I held on to mine, held on to mine for a reason because I didn't invest in it to get a quick flip. Some people try to quit flip. I'm leaving that in there just because I believe in cryptocurrency and I know, you know, eventually them shares eventually are going to turn up. But, you know, it's a different conversation. But point of the matter is there's risk involved everywhere. But also, the, on the easiest way to mitigate a risk is have a plan, right? If you play in sports, yeah, you, got, you run a risk of losing. But the easiest way to lessen that risk is just watch some game tape. Let's see what they do. Let's watch the game tape. Let's go to the game. Let's watch them play. Let's learn their tendencies. Okay, cool. They do X, Y, and Z. All right, bet. If we know that, our chances of losing that were at 80%, maybe they drop down to 60%. Like, all you want to do is mitigate your risk. So have a plan. Just have a plan for your money. Don't just go throwing it wherever, but have a plan for it. But I'm telling you, but leaving that money, sitting in that bank account, just sit. It's not doing nothing for you. It's not doing what you think. It just looks pretty when you log onto your little app and you see your money. Like, Damn. And then you close it back out, and that's it. And we like to just keep going back and looking at it. Yeah, that's all we do. Because it makes us feel good. Yeah. But just like you were saying, how that pump and dump, mm-hmm. right? They know that they're going to take a hit, mm-hmm. but we as a culture don't, like we talked about mm-hmm. when, we, when we came to my platform. Yep. We don't play the long game. Mm-hmm. That which you just described is them playing the long game, yep. knowing eventually if they can get all of us to put in 50, Whatever, whatever, to wait for enough people to dump and mm-hmm. snatch out to leave us in shambles. Yep. Bro, that is some patience and that's favor. And that's also privilege because they got enough money to do that. Well, you know, the thing is, honestly, honestly, it's not privilege. And the reason why it's not, because that was their plan. If we had our plan, if we no, had the money, the finance part. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be able yeah. to dump money, we yeah. don't have that. Yeah, but even yeah, but even yeah, but even then, you know, I mean, in, in, in that case, it's right because they're in a better situation. Um, but the thing is, is you know, we can do that. We just don't want to. Yeah. Like maybe we, maybe one person, you know, is in a situation where they can pump in five hundred. But I know you get ten people to put in fifty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then we split this buses down, take all the profit we made, and then put it back. Yeah. And watch it grow. Then we take that profit, but we don't want to do that. Fifty and need that fifty back. Exactly, and that's it right there. We all, yeah, I need me back now. When you say I'm gonna give you fifty, when when I'm a next week, next Friday, next Friday, I'm right there knocking on that door. Person once told me, you know, do never lend out. You can't afford to lose. You can't afford to lose, Mm -hmm. and if you need, never lend something. That you know you need right back. Yep. Especially when they give you a date. Yeah. And you know you need it back by that day. Because most people going to ask, when can you give it back? And then most people be like, you know, do you need it back immediately? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, well yeah, because I need it back by, yeah. you know, Friday. So now they're like, well, once they give their word and their stamp on approval, mm-hmm. I can get you back by Friday. That's when you waiting for your mind's already at ease thinking, you got it back at Friday, and you also on the other flip side, like, bro, you better have it Friday because I need it. Yeah, need me back by Friday. And that's the thing. I mean, I know for me personally, I don't. Like, I don't lend out. Any, even if I can afford to lose it, if I know I'm going to want it back, I'm not going to give it to you. But who don't want 
it back though. Well, I mean, but yeah, but no, I ain't gonna cause it's sometimes like if, if nigga let's say man, hey yo, man, I'm going through, you know, a rough patch real quick. If you could shoot me like a little quick fifty man, like I'll give you fifty dollars. And I don't care. I'm not looking at them, I'll get that back to you. I'll give you fifty and I'm really not worried about getting that fifty dollars back. I'm not thinking about getting that fifty back. But once you get to the point where it's fifty five hundred, I'm not gonna loan you five hundred. And you tell me you'll get it back to me by tomorrow or next Friday, because in my mind, why don't you just wait till next Friday when you get your five hundred dollars? I'm still at the mindset, bro. What I don't need back is a dub. Exactly. And, I, a dub. You it, say fifty. Yeah. I need a. I, I'm comfortable. I can dub you to dub. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even woman or man. Right. Forty dollars is the max. It's the max. It's the max. <laughs> the max man, the way but I twenty, I definitely don't expect back. Yeah. Forty. You know what? Forty is the goodness of my heart. Right. When I want to be generous. Yeah. But when you go to fifty, something mm, like that fifty. We got to have some documentation. Yeah, some kind of, of like what day you say you can give it's it back. back. How you gonna get I look don't at, say let me borrow it then. I'm, say I'm, I need. Cause that's all I'm about to say. That's honestly that's what I'm getting to. What I don't and what I don't learn, bro, is like niggas ask me fifty. If you tell me you need fifty, or can you borrow fifty? If you need fifty dollars, you're not giving me fifty dollars back. If you need fifty dollars, <laughs> I'm not getting that shit back. That's gone. I know it's gone. You can tell me, oh man, listen, bro, I need it till next Wednesday, man. I get paid. Cause number one, I'm saying, what kind of problem you got that can't wait till next Wednesday? So fifty is your is is your is your max that you know that you can't get back you cool with giving up right yeah. but 50 also in your mind that you know you're not gonna get that shit back it's crazy to sign yep no that's not crazy at all but i understand yeah because yeah. my 40 dollars part i'm not getting 40 back yep it's not happening i get a dub back you get a dub back. They get, get a dub, dub back. Eventually, I get, get a dub. Yeah, yeah. Now, get some it. that just be that some be like, man, a dub, cause you need a dub back. So in my mind, I'm like, let me not pressure somebody by the well, dub because now you gonna piss me off by that comment of saying, damn, cause it's just twenty dollars. Well, well, you know, it was never. Well, your money never stink until it's time to pay me back. Like yeah. it's that little funky ass twenty dollars wasn't funky when you needed it. Yeah. Now it's my little funky ass twenty because I want it back. You know what I mean? Damn, cause you twenty dollars. Damn, nigga, like. You, Nigga, you just asking me for that twenty dollars a week ago, nigga. You needed that, yeah, man. I'm down bad. I ain't got no gas, man. I just need, you know what I mean, to get from A to B. You know what I mean, a little double. You know what I mean, do me good, okay. But now, damn, cause you, oh, cause you don't went to work now. You got a little check for one hundred eighty dollars, and now your ass, <laughs> now your ass, now now you that, shitting that, on that me. That fifty gonna hurt. Cause yeah. now that's a hundred and that's a hundred and thirty you got left now. And like, this down. But this is the other part of too that I, that I look at is also I'm not like if if I ask if I give you that I'm gonna loan you that cool if you don't give it back I'm never I'm never giving you a dime again because I said can you loan me exactly all right exactly but can if I say can I bro can you spell can that's a it's a know, good way to can, ask can you spell because I'm hurting because at that point you ask me can you spell now I negotiate with you a little. Well, you say you, are you, you say you, you say, say spell. All right, that mean are you paying me back? Or or you say, hey man, hey man, can you spell hundred dollars? Mm, I can give you a hundred. I got fifty for you. Boom. Can fifty work? Fifty the fifty work for you, man. I take whatever you can give me. All right, cool. I'm a halfway nigga. Here go fifty. I'm, and I'm gonna always hit you right there at fifty. I'm a halfway nigga. I'm always hit you at fifty because because typically niggas gonna overshoot what they need anyway. I'm a so they gonna ask nigga. me for a hundred. You really probably need forty. I'm gonna give you fifty. Here go fifty. Can you can can you rock with that? And you still profit it. 
You still profit as much. Major little, major little ten dollars, man. Here you go. Have a, have a have a day. But also, I'm not gonna keep giving you money either. Like I ain't a bank. Hey man, that's why we. Hey, that's why we connect. Man. Hey man, always always. Let's get some music real quick, man. Let's get some music real quick. So, um, we're gonna tap into this, man. This is gonna be a um, this is gonna be a uh, pass the ox playlist. Um, so it's whatever you kind of vibing out to, however you feeling. Um, you know what I mean? Whatever you've been, you know, kind of vibe to last few weeks. Uh, that's what we're going to run. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and I'll pop that shit off, man. Um, and actually I'm getting into some shit I bumped into, man. I love music and, and typically I know what's happening, but I never got to this song. I never heard it before, uh, until a few weeks ago, man. So. Uh, I'm going to tap into uh, Gucci Man, man. I didn't know Gucci still pumping hits out like that, but he is. I'm going to tap into Gucci Man uh, popping. Come straight from the tropic, got a coconut smell, but it hit like we boxing. She don't lay the dick, but she still saying toxic. She know I got racks, so she do it most sloppy. Off a of purpose said I can't feel my body, but she ain't getting shit out of none of these pockets. Now she ain't getting shit out of none of these wallets. Broke down a bowl just to smoke at a botch. I ain't need me a plug, I'm the whole damn sock. Came down, down, I'll come on the road blocking. Sipping on rocket, pop me a rocks. Know they go watch me. Built for this shit, nigga, how they gon' stop me? I was just loading up shit on the dollar. I feel like fly, I don't need nobody. Big dog, I'm for real, I don't need cosign. I'm gonna get me a cat or a scat, no mileage. You didn't see the one I'm from, we ain't hell, no guy. Nigga play with who, nigga play with walk. Know they die, Mike Jet, go to Waffle, get a 20, make it shine. I ain't never had shit, not a motherfucker dying. Wop got me out the trench, I had murder on my mind. In the plug, Jet call, said third on the line. Need a pee up in the east and need a pee up in the west. He ain't grabbing two, then it's on to the next. 13 with my daddy watching niggas get finesse. On the first and the third, getting everybody checked. Make a block through here again, getting everybody scratch. I done made it out, so I met you fuck, nigga, nigga. Don't know what I want. New Jacob, put a tick. Flip when you pop it. Every time you move, you gotta move with a rocket. Looking at the shoe, you see a pool in the faucet. Side so hit the mail, come straight from the tropic. Got a coconut smell, but it hit like we boxing. She don't lay the dick, but she still saying toxic. Know I got racks, so she do it more sloppy. Off of purpose, said I can't feel my body, but she ain't getting shit out of none of these pockets. Every time you move, you gotta move with a rocket. Looking at the shoe, you see a pool in the faucet. Side so hit the mail, come straight from the tropic. Got a coconut smell, but it hit like we boxing. She don't lay the dick, but she still saying toxic. You know I got racks, so she do it more sloppy. Off of purpose, said I can't feel my body, but she ain't getting shit out of None of these pockets. Can't nobody pop shit the way I pop it. Million dollar watch on my wrist, no capping. Say he got money where it went, where it happened. Sign with Gucci, man, get rich, go platinum. I know the feds watching, but 12 can't stop it. The bills came in, I pulled up with shopping. Pull up in the dawn and the top start dropping. They let me out of jail and the price start hopping. Cartel mailbox money, so dirty you can smell my money. I'm a crook by money. If you owe me, better pay my money. So rich that I weigh my money and I look like money. And I don't really need new friends, so please stop calling me twin. I'ma say that shit again. You ain't never killed no man, so you can never. Fit in my skin, it's big Gucci man. Every time you move, you gotta move with a rocket. Looking at the juice, you see a pool in the faucet. So I hit the mail, come straight from the tropic. Got a coconut smell, but it hit like we boxing. She don't lay the dick, but she still saying toxic. No, I got racks, so she do it more sloppy. Off a of purpose, I can't feel my body, but she ain't getting shit out of none of these pockets. Nope. Same young nigga still posting the trick. On the plane with a op, about to go off in the shit. I don't even like flying, can't move with a stick. Alright, man, so that was Gucci man, uh, popping. So, um, you got a little, you, you got the gist of the playlist, man. It's whatever you're vibing to. So go ahead, man. Introduce a song for me. Oh, so shit, man. Knowing that I will come in here with you. 
And knowing how we used to spend our days in the <laughs> Southern, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowing you used to pop open the can first thing <laughs> in the morning, bro. You know, we used to be turned up drunk as hell. <laughs> bro, underage, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and you were still the driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was always you, the driver. You were still the driver. Always going to so, be the driver. you know, with this one, you know, with UGK, bro, you know, still riding dirty, man. You know, okay. something I remember. You know you, man. Yeah, living it. Let's do it. Look me in my eyes, player. Tell me what you see. If you man enough to face it, a motherfucking G. If you man enough to say it, a motherfucking one. One that none wanna play with. Motherfucking fun. Fucking fun. Many have come and most would go. Yeah. He remains as most would know. Came in with less than the ones before him. A suite full of drugs. A cup of pro M. Motherfuckers would act like they ain't know him. His mentality was fuck that I showed him. Made men mad at night. Rich men didn't scare. Trill till I D.I.E. I didn't care. Riding on cold ball ties with no spare. No nuts, no glory, and I'm ready to go there. And I can't explain the way I Nigga, tell me how you feel When you see the pimp, he's shining and gripping on the wheel When you see the boy, he's grinding, ain't nothing here for free It's the one you love to hate, they call him Young Pimp C Niggas been tried, I bust they side You can run up on my ride, I'ma look at your mind On the concrete, cauliflower on the street Make your jelly jump, ain't no need for the shit Motherfuckers be praying like they can't get killed Fuck what you represent and fuck how you feel the dick blow, you can get a brick. Twelve eye going live, Lamborghini with a stick. Riding up ten with ten books and a head free. Trying to get the PA and the law just passed me, and I So that was uh, UGK riding dirty. Um, something I didn't do with you, man, because us being us, man, we just dove right into the conversation and didn't get to the uh, to, to the little icebreaker, man. So I want to, because I damn sure want to hear your answer to this shit. Um, so I've been asking the guests as they come on, man. Um, you go back to any time period, in, in, in whenever, right? You go back to the fucking dinosaurs. You go back to Jim Crow segregation. You can go back to 2005, wherever you want to go. Take you back any time period you want to go to. Take three items. Now for me, I said I go back to slavery with a Hellcat, an AR, and a bag of weed, and I'm a free the slaves. I'm handling it. I'm take it. Just give me them things. A uh, Hellcat with unlimited gas, and I'm just gonna ride around. And I'm gonna lay everything. We gonna free these motherfuckers today. You know what I mean? So again, so we are gonna start your time period. Where would you go back to? Three things you would take with you. Um. I'm going to take a page out of uh, uh, Lil' Bruh page, Kev. 
Okay. I'm going to go back to the biblical times, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, don't, I don't know what he chose he on chose his feet, bullshit. though. Like, but I got to take cross. Okay, it could be comfortable. I got to take my cross because I, I, it's something about thong flip-flops that I've never yeah. been into. Yeah, nah. Like, I can't, I can't, I, and I don't like not wearing socks. Right. So if I don't wear socks, at least the Crocs don't have my toes exposed. <laughs> I just have my ashy Achilles exposed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just don't want the flip-flops. Yeah. I would take the cell phone. Okay. Only because, you know, I need the text message. It's a lot of just woods around. I ain't going to spoil myself with the phone. But just for the easy communication. Right. And for the actual camera part. Because, you know, yeah, bro, me, Abe, you know what I'm saying, you know, Joe, you know, Saul, all us take it. Bro, just imagine me and King Saul in VIP, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he got all his bras around. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not like, hey, if you good enough, bro, and I know because we cool and I know you ain't just trying to just bust everything down, mm-hmm. you, you a man of integrity. And you a man that can provide. Right. Here's some of my loins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You worthy of some of my loins. Yeah. And and it's not his wife. Yeah. It's nah. the it's the cunks. Yeah, you know yeah, it's the, so yeah. It's it, it's like that. And we just taking selfies in VIP. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so my crocs, my phone, and you know, cause he got liquor already. Yeah. So, because he turned, you know what I'm saying? So I can't bring the lick. And I don't drink that much. But I got to bring, I got to bring some herbs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because me and God just, you know, that's just like, you find a mentor, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you follow that mentor and you just like, man, can you help me? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then me just blowing some herb with God. Yeah. And him spit that like, boy, you know, like, uh, you know, little bro, nephew. You know. <laughs> Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. As we blowing and getting high, you be, and like, you know, he walked me through everything like, so you see, like, and we watching film. Yeah. Like I'm a like I'm a quarterback or, or uh, a sports team, and we watching, he playing my life back on the yeah. big screen. Like, so look. You see how you did that though? Do you see how you done that right now? That was just so stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. all you had to do was take this amount of time. You see that thing about the pass by right mm-hmm. there? I left that right there to see yeah. how long you was going. Whatever. You didn't even look over there. You, and you, just you to know focused. that, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if, if you know, he black. Yeah. So he, I know God can rule. Yeah. So you got know to, got to. And it's just amazing because I'm still a Swisher white owl guy. Yeah. I wonder if he would go with times, or if we would have things that will set, you know, that, that would move forward from those, the God, the regular gods to where we have the game. God probably got cones. You know what I'm saying? Or he packed, you know, he packed his 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 weed in, in the rappers that we rap these sages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to know how it would look. Would yeah. his look like Bob Marley? Yeah. Would his look like ours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to watch God roll. Remember back when niggas rolling Sendos? Remember that stupid ass yeah. era? That was a stupid ass era. Bro, I used to roll, I, I used to think rolling my joints backwards. They was telling us it burned. It, it, uh, it, it, it lasts long. You know, I had like a little brief run with Tree. Like a little brief run, man. So I, I came around during the stupid era, man. Like, well, what you should have did, like how I did. 
I smoked a lot. Right. Right? Through high school. Yeah. Right? And as I got an adult, I became poor. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So now what you do is you just sit around. If it's not a big thing that you did, because I wasn't a big thing when I was younger. Right, right, It was right. just around me. Yeah. And it was like, Lil' Josh, you want to hit that shit? That's always been my thing. Yeah. I could, But once I begin to learn to do whatever, you know, every now and again, I would buy my own. But as we got older, shit, bro, you should have just, you know, don't do it until motherfuckers around. And then, yeah. and you know, sometimes if you know you have the, the, you have the, the discipline, when you don't want to do it, still say no. Because sometimes people will ask me, nah, you want to hit it? Just be like, nah, I'm straight. Yeah. Because I know I ain't buying no herb. Yeah. Because I yeah. don't smoke like that anyway. And right. Then, and, I, and always having homeboys yeah. that it was just around, mm -hmm. you know, shit. They would just, hey, bro, you try to tell me what it's like. Yeah. And I just got used to that after a while. Yeah. So that, that, uh, that fit, well, you say you don't smoke that much no more, man, but that fitting all shit, you ain't, that shit don't, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't really blow. Like I don't went, that, I don't started to wear edibles. To yeah. wear, like you know, what I'm saying to where if I need to get high, you know, if I want to, but I really don't. I don't have to. I just do that. You know, if somebody's smoking, yeah. whatever, whatever I may, but that's very seldom. Yeah. Because of just having clean pits. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? That's, so, yeah. And that's slick. That's always been my reason, honestly. Like why I didn't. Was like man, I was always either looking for a job or something like man. Nah, I keep my piss clean, man. I, I never know. But niggas who's already always wanting more, right? And will always be looking for a new thing, right? We have to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's psychologically that's why we did that because we're always looking for more. We're not getting comfortable at the same place, and, and most places going to need pre-employment piss. Exactly, and, and the other part of it too is like you said, like I, my my thought process was always. If I don't get this shit, if this don't work, it's not gonna be because I went and smoked tree two weeks ago. Yeah. It's not gonna be that's not gonna be the reason. Like you gonna if you're gonna turn me down, you're gonna turn nigga down. You ain't gonna turn me away because I went and got you know and what I mean? It like, locks nah. you out the hiring process to go back. Right. Because of what your yeah. pre not not saying my nigga, you got fired. Right. You, like nigga, you couldn't even you couldn't even stop yourself in the beginning to fake them, the pump fake them. Mm -hmm. I was real interested in uh, in what you thought about that fit and all shit, man, because I look at it, I see it, and I know it's not us. That's not what we do. You know what I mean? So when I hear people dying from fit and all, lace weed, I'm like, bro, black folks not putting fit and all no fucking weed. We're not doing it. It's killing niggas. It's kind of productive. All it takes is for me, for one person to turn up dead and you tell me what it was from, what it was. Over with. Yeah. And do you see? Do you see? They, they got a picture where they show like all these different little drugs, and they show fentanyl, and, they, and it's basically showing what's a lethal amount. And they show what's a lethal amount of fentanyl, bro. It's like specs. Like it's literally like specs. It's like not even a measurable thing you can see. It's like if you poured like a few grains of salt in your hand, mm -hmm. it looks like that. Like you could barely see it, mm -hmm. and that's all you need. That's all you need. So I was just wondering, man, um, just what you thought about, you know, just that. Me personally, I pay attention to um, drugs that's been around since the beginning of the time. Yeah. And how many from when we knew the generation before was taking that and mm -hmm. how the death toll was to now what they're dying of and yeah. what's in it. Like weed and X pills been sent, been yeah. around forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Niggas. When they start talking about if 
those certain pills are cut with fentanyl, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then it's like, all right, well, you can X that out. But when they're not talking about those big things that have been around for the beginning of time, you start mm-hmm. to think like, okay, something's going on, and this means they're purposely doing this because of using saying weed is the gateway drug. That means they're knowing you're going to try yeah. everything under the sun. All they got to do is say it gets you higher. So spice, molly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? All that, you look at that and be like, okay, well, if that's something that you're going to try to jump out there and just be, okay, I try anything once, right? Okay, you try it, you, it's, you know it's doing what it's doing, but as soon as they start saying the death toll come up with it, like, nigga, what were you doing before that? Oh, you were smoking weed and, and popping beans or popping right. X pills. Mm-hmm. All right, so are you willing to still do this molly because it gets you higher and knowing that they're telling that everybody's dying from this? Or are you going to go back to whatever? If you're still doing drugs, cause right. just go back to what you go, go, go back for to what, what you know. know. Go back to what you know. Yeah, not dead ass. And, and you know, for me, it's interesting because, again, it's like I talked about earlier, right? Following the money. And this actually isn't even a topic that we had on there, man. But um, I, when I talk about following the money and I look at all of a sudden, you start to see fentanyl lace weed killing people. And then I said, okay. So if I follow what Pop said and I follow the money, why would, why would that just start popping up? Oh, shit. They trying to legalize weed, ain't it? Mm, so if I That's go the ahead, only way that they can put so, so if I start killing folks, if I start putting this shit here to kill you, it's giving me legs to stand on to legalize this shit. Mm-hmm. If I legalize this shit, I can tax that shit, follow the money. It's all this, it's all trickling back to, and it's funny. It's okay. So if a few people have to die, for a couple, yeah, a couple, couple folks got to take like that L. Exactly. You know what I mean? If I got to do that, you know what I mean? To if I crack a few eggs. To make this shit, to make the armor, hey, fuck it. It is what it is. You but, know what but I mean? Pops is right, though. Yeah, he's 100% right. Follow 100% right. Follow, Follow the money. And, and that's the money. Just like some stock was, I seen a lot of people on Facebook, too, saying how they were putting the money into prison. Yeah. But we could, but we were thinking Michael Jordan, you know, came through and built some shit, and we was ragging his ass. But mm-hmm. y'all saying putting money into the, they were saying putting money into the vaccine and the prisons, people were putting stocks into that. That those were available. Oh, for sure. And people were putting that on Facebook, saying, "Y'all better jump on this." But you ragged another rich black man that was thought that he was the one doing it. Y'all was like, "Oh hell no, don't support yeah. him because he." Don't. Yeah. But y'all are putting in. It's so crazy. That's why I go back to asking, like, why do we allow media to tell us what to be angry and when to be angry about it? Because while we were angry at him for doing that, but it was okay for y'all to start spreading the word of you better go ahead and put the stock in for the prisons and the vaccine. It's making us money. Like and that's yeah. hypocritical. And what was funny was number one, the Michael Jordan they were talking about wasn't that Michael Jordan. Exactly. It was a whole different Michael Jordan. Exactly. That was one. And then two, it's always again because you know, one thing that they talked about and it kind of went by the wayside, but they talked about a lot of these, you know, senators and Congress people started investing in telecommunication companies in late 2019, right? Like they were pulling their money out of well-known, you know what I mean, stocks that you know going. They pulling their money out of that shit and they invested in telecommunications. And this is around the time where we're hearing about, you know, this coronavirus in China, right? But it's not here yet. But 
they're putting money in telecommunications. Why? Because they know that shit's coming. And when it's coming, now everybody's working from home. So now Zoom and all these other places, all these other little apps and shit, or face all these shits are blowing up now, right? All these diff- easier ways for you to, again, have communi- communicate with your employees, with your staff, with your team remotely are going to be in demand. Yeah, I bought that stock six months ago. Mm-hmm. All right, new time it was. Let me buy that. Let me get that. Mm-hmm. None of us would think to do that shit because we don't know. We're not in the know. You know what I mean? And it's being in the know. But that, and that's one thing it got. It, it 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 had a little moment where it started bubbling, and then it went away, and no one said anything. But there was a focus on it for a while. Like, wait, what was y'all? We started finding out. Yeah, so and it's chopped ahead. You gotta let it slide by. The, and that's something I struggle with when yeah. you say something like that. Following the money. Is you want to, right? Yeah. Because you're thinking about generational wealth. Yeah. You're yep. thinking about leaving things. You're thinking about investing in stuff yeah. that you want to make sure after you, your legacy is solidified and you have, you make sure your generations behind you are taken well care of. But the thing that I struggle with is knowing that that brings the money, but do I go ahead? If I, what I stand for and what the message that I give, knowing that. It cripples my folks. It cripples with I, I even think, though that the money is there, but if so many people get vested in that and start moving to what the plan is when the money is there, it's gonna cripple the minds because people staying in the house so much, we're not gonna wanna go outside. Right. And going outside is what made who we are today. Right. Yeah. Because it showed, like you said earlier, when it rains, we were so depressed because we didn't know whether we, as kids, we don't have plan Bs. Right. We only have plan A's. So if we keep raising these kids behind us and not having plan Bs of what to do other than the plan A, and plan A is never to go outside. Now, right. Plan A is to keep having your tablets and your phone. Mm-hmm. So now, if you can't use your tablet and your phone, your internet goes out or social media shut down, mm-hmm. what would be your plan B as a child? You ain't got one. Exactly, so you would go crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's when you invest in that, it's the profitable. And right. Pop said, follow the money. But Pop's was, when he grew up, that following the money was setting this generation up. But that, te- that teaching that we taught, we got from the generation before, Bro, it's, it's harder and harder now because outside of your household, people, kids listen to, they don't get what you're saying right? until somebody outside the house says it. Right. Of so, course not. So that's the crazy thing. And Yeah, and that's always been the case. You know what I mean? I mean, you, shit, you look at, um, you know, me working at athletics, right? I see a lot of kids and that, that pops is that coach, right? And I watch them tune that shit out. And I watch the pop shit so frustrated, like, man, I'm trying to tell him to do X, Y, and Z. Or maybe they tell him something, then I walk over, like, hey, man, listen, just, I said, man, he listen, you are here. I said, man, you understand. He hear you at the house, he hear you at in the car. Now, the one place he gets to find peace, he got to hear your ass out here, too. It ain't going to work. Um, you know what I mean? So that's why going to the outside source always seems to be why they, you know, gravitate toward more. Um, but, you know, the other part of it, too, is, um, in following the money, I think that you can do that and still keep hold of your moral compass, right? Like, you don't have to, like, well, what, what I spoke about with them investing in telecommunications with knowledge of, 
you know, a pandemic on the way. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that was, you know, morally, you know, wrong, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there's other things you can do, you know what I mean? Other things you could put your money into to set your family up. That's right. Like, you can invest, you could, you know, do... Wrong is going to always make more... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and so that's doubly working yourself to where it's like it's always gonna be. It's you know what I mean, and this you know that kind of goes back to the thing you know I always say like choosing your heart, right? It's gonna be hard regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean, and and yeah, the wrong is always gonna um, supersede the right. It's always gonna be faster, right? But yeah, but shit, nigga, you know we we saw playing niggas who was trapping growing up, right? Yeah, the niggas was making way more fucking money. You know what I mean? Wave more money, faster money, all that shit. Sure, but we knew it was wrong, and we didn't do it because of the fear, the consequences that come from it, right? Either nigga gonna kill you, you know what I mean? Either nigga gonna rob you, you know what I mean? They gonna kill you, or you gonna go to jail. Like, we knew that, so we stayed away from it for the most part, you know what I mean? At least on some big, heavy shit, you know what I mean? Because we knew what consequences were tied to it. It's the same concept. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the money's there, of course. Like, I can make faster money. You could be a scammer. You can steal credit card numbers and do all this fuck shit if you want to yeah. and make a lot of money. But just know that there's a very strong chance that you can lose that and everything, right? But I can do this the right way. It may take me a little bit longer, but this is all me. Can't nobody take that from me. And I think that's what you got to go. But it goes back to when we talked about um, black folks and investing money and we want our shit back right now. Like I need me back when I'm, well, I'm, a, I'm a vest me and I need me. Give me me. I need that now. You know what I mean. So when when you're looking at it from that that angle and that standpoint, that's where you got to kind of rise above just that whole mindset of I need my money back now. And then really the whole conversation we've had today has centered around, you know what I mean. Understand like the whole thing about loaning money out, right? Mm-hmm. Like shit, I'm not gonna loan you no money. I need back. Same thing, like I'm, you know, I me. Mean? If you invest in it, don't invest it. You can't, you you can't afford to lose. It's simple. Don't bet with a nigga if you can't afford to lose that money. Don't bet me on the game. Don't bet me. Don't say, hey, I got two hundred because I want. Yeah, don't bet that shit because I want it. I don't care that's your rent money. Don't tell me that. We all got a sad story. I need mine. <laughs> you lost your rent money. Now my sad story is I bet a nigga two hundred, two hundred, uh, three hundred dollars, and I didn't get it. Now that's my sad story. We both got two sad stories. But you owe me, so I need mine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I think that, um, I mean, there's just something in our community that we got to kind of get away from. Um, another thing that's going on in our community that we've seen, um, it happened recently, uh, but it's happened very often. You know, obviously, you know, something close to home for us has been flies dying um, and being murdered. Uh, we also, in his hometown, we saw Nipsey, uh, Nipsey Hustle be murdered in his hometown. You know, at, at a place that he built for his people, right, right outside a marathon store. Um, and also, we saw uh, more recently Young Dolph um, be murdered as well. Um, there's always been a thing, right? I know, uh, you know, on, the, on this podcast, I always, you know, just listen to his music. I always got some lyric, right? And um, Kanye got a line um, where he says, you know, they told me I couldn't come back home. And guess when I was when I said that? I was back home. Right, like, nigga, you can't even be here. Like, they tell you you can't be here. And you hear some nigga say, no, nigga, I'm still on my block. I'm still doing this, you know what I'm saying? You can find me, you know what I mean, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times, that's where more, you know, more notably these rappers are finding their demise at the hands of their own people, people they grew up with. Um, so 
as a community, is this one, is this actually something that we should focus on as to why famous people can't come back home? Um, and if so, what do we do about it? I'm glad you asked that because I was just talking to somebody about this day before yesterday. Um, of not even a dolph. Well, I think that's what it kicked off about. But we have to be honest with each other, dog, like, and stop putting pressure on people who make it out to come back and do it. Mm-hmm. I challenge the questions to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you ask them that, what makes them think that, right? Yeah. So my question is this. When you ask them that, is it them being a product of their environment that does not open their brain enough because they're so surrounded by what they're who and what they're comfortable mm-hmm. with that stops them from building. So when they're forcefully move, removing themselves mm-hmm. to have to see something different and people look at you and demand something different mm-hmm. from you, yeah. that is when, is that your sink or swim situation to where mm-hmm. are you okay with being forced with your back against the wall to you always got captions on your shit. I grind, I get it out the mud, I do whatever. Mm-hmm. All I need is a chance. Mm-hmm. When someone puts you to your word and put your feet to your fire outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. are you willing to sink or swim in that situation? Right. So that's why I look at it when you saying that they tie the success and that's a closed minded mind with other people that's on the outside would even think that just because you move. Right. That you become successful. Exactly. But is it what is I asked uh, my dog Terry on the on the TB uh, TB twelve episode? Yeah. How do you measure greatness or being that you came up? Right. Is it that you have to be famous to where you have to be rich famous, mm-hmm. or are we just misusing the word famous and just need to use I came up and became comfortable? Because I am able to provide and live nicely more than what the hell I came from. Man. That's what we got to start asking when people start saying, oh, you famous now. Or you Is it we misusing the word famous? I think um, I wish I could remember that damn line, man. It's a Drake line. You talk about niggas are uh, mistaking fame for success or something like that. Or no, they're mis- or mistaken or success fame. for my bad. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, you, use, you, use, uh, you use famous and then you use success also. Right. So... The measurement of when people saying you successful now, my bad, I apologize. Well, oh yeah. So how do we are we misusing those two words anyway? Mis- successful I, or famous? I think in this era of of this clout chasey era, those two have become intermingled uh, for a lot of people. For me, number one, I, my my view of success is different because my view of success is honestly whatever makes you happy. You know, I spoke to this before. Is in everybody's not called to be a millionaire, and that's okay. You could, you could, you know, as long as you're comfortable and happy in your life, no matter, you you know, we've, I've, I've met, I know you have too, I've met motherfuckers ain't got a dime, you know what I mean, they ain't got a, you know what I mean, a pot of pissing or a window to throw it out of, but they're happy in their life. To me, that's success. At the end of the day, this whole life shit, like, we put all this shit into it, all the material shit, the cars, the clothes, the, the, the big ass, we put all that in there. That's not when God made. That's not what God put out here for us. We didn't do. We 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 created that, and then we tie success to that, and then we start seeing it everywhere and saying, "Oh, I gotta have that. I need that." Blah blah blah, and it became like a thing. But for me, success. If you making, you know what I mean. If you making 40 k a year and you you or whatever, and you happy, 
and you got what you need, honestly happy, and got what you need. Not you're settling. You're genuinely happy in your life. In my mind, successful. You're successful because you, the whole thing you want to do is be happy within you. We, yeah. within you. Right. But and why are we so afraid to be honest about what's within us? Because, because we're worried about what other people may exactly. measure. That yeah. against you. We use, they, the media uses celebrities for us to have that as a measuring stick of to make you feel low of mm-hmm. yourself. Absolutely. And why do we keep allowing that? It's definitely a dope point. Let's get some more music, man. We're going to uh, tackle another topic, man, and get on out of here. So what you got for me? Man, man, this is one, bruh, just entrepreneurship, bruh, and knowing there's a nigga, bruh, who can start some shit, he can build a plan, he can give a plan to motherfuckers and build dreams, and they just bow down and taking hold of trauma and what people are not used to but wanting to have it, and they will do anything for it. Mm -hmm. Bruh, I'm about to take it back to the band. Okay. Diddy. Okay. Why? And people secretly sleep on the band because it dismantled. Mm-hmm. But, bruh, if he wouldn't have never, I think even with Dylan problems, even with Fred, I think they still could have mended some shit. I don't think he dismantled them trying to do the 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 the, the, the uh, Elliot Ness and Bab situation. They was the toughest because of their flow. And being from up top. Right. But I think it was one of the things was that was a biased move because yeah. Chopper and Fred was from down south. Right. And back then, you know, all you had was Atlanta. Right. And you had Louisiana, which was the hot boys. But if it wasn't backed by Baby, the yeah. south wasn't getting no love. Yeah. The band, the band popped during, during that era. That was right before Atlanta took over. So early during 2000. yeah, early two thousand, that's when fifty was still hot. That's when, you know, I mean you had a lot of niggas. I mean, Jay Z was basically at the top and that was it was Jay. Then you had niggas like fifty, Eminem, and then boom. It was, you know, but it was mainly New York artists. A lot of New York artists we see now, you know, Kiss, uh, Fabulous, all them niggas came up during that era. That DJ Clue, that there's a storm era, like all that, that was that. And it's it, the Atlanta era really took off. Um you know, probably mid two thousands is when it really took off, and they ain't let go yet. Have but you know, but that's what Black. it took. You know, what I mean, that's Black. what it took. That was you know the mid two thousands. But they got, I mean, you if you remember, a lot of heavy hitters came during that time. You had Ti, you had Jeezy. Um, you know, what I mean, uh, Outkast was still you know pumping music out of that time. Um, you had just every. It seemed like every other week. Even, you know, niggas like Bone Crushing, Killer Mike. Like, we just hearing all these, like, Lil Wayne's crap. Like, you just hearing these niggas, like, Wayne took off during that time. We remember shit all through high school. Remember what, T-Pain? Yeah, we remember Wayne, you know, Wayne. Oh. Yep, T, T-Pain. All these niggas came in at one time. And once they left, like, their, their babies, you know what I mean, took, like, Thug. Thug is a little, a bunch of niggas are Lil Wayne babies, to be real. But Thug is like, that was Wayne. He talked. He had an interview. Actually, we talked about how he met Wayne, and Wayne kind of, you know, what I mean, brushed him off. But he remember that. He was like, Yo, Wayne was my idol. Like I wanted to be like Wayne. You know what I mean? 
uh, Future, like all these niggas. Future came up in the Dungeon Family. Future was in in that shit with Outkast, homie Kwan. Yeah, all these niggas, right? Like we watched it. Then we go to like Rich Kids and Travis Porter and all this shit. Like all these niggas influences. Travis Porter. It just, if there's no Travis Porter, there is no Migos. Like all that shit got birthed from that era. Them niggas brought a lot of shit. You know what Grand I mean? Hustle. Yeah, Grand Hustle. What them niggas LA. did with Young Dro and Young LA and all them niggas. Like, wouldn't be no Tokyo. Yeah, it wouldn't be none of that. Like we, we, I don't, I can't imagine college without that. I can't imagine Ooh, college Gucci. without Young LA oh, and Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, I can't imagine college. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, I can't remember. I can't imagine college. My freshman year and seeing Obama get elected and not hear my president's black. Phone parties. Right. Just spring break, Uncle Luke. Pajama jam. Just, just it's no up north, just club to where you get in your mood and wanna dance, nigga. The that, South is yeah, hey, bro, get up on your feet. Let's get it. You just wanna have a good time. You get it? Bro, you get it. all that Whew. gangster rap shit, battle. Because they're up north, they used to just battle rap. Well, the thing about up north, like, when we, and it's funny because we keep talking about collaboration over competition. The problem with up north, and you know how much I, I love music, and I love up north. I mean, I love, you know, obviously Jay-Z, my favorite rapper. You know what I mean? I was the only, well, my brother actually was the one who put me on. So me and my brother, the only niggas listening to fucking Joe Budden when we was in high school, right? But the issue with niggas up north is them niggas are constantly competing with each other. Down here, we'll work together. I don't know if it's two hot artists in Atlanta who don't have a song together. I can't. I mean, if you, you know, yeah, like you, like them niggas all work together. Now, they may not like each other after a certain point, but even Gucci and Jeezy, them niggas worked together for a while before other issues separated them. But you saw niggas come up together. I mean, we heard T.I. because he got put on that remix of Stomp. Right now, we knew about you know pussy pumper and all that shit, but that's what took him out. He was beefing with Ludacris. The whole shit was about him and and Ludacris beefing. Yo, but yeah, city freestyle. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like you started hearing niggas collabing with certain niggas, especially Ludacris. Yeah, come on, that's and you hear Ludacris then, and you hear Ludacris now. It's just the baby. It's the same. Like you hear this shit all over. Shit. It's the exact same rapper. Exact same shit. That's ludicrous all over again. Yeah, it's just that's ludicrous. The baby is ludicrous. If you watch the baby and how he moves, what he does, that's nothing but ludicrous all over again. Oh, and I was waiting. I just for ludicrous to just go by the wayside. It was. It's just deserving. People just want to hear thug shit and 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 gangster shit so much, but you don't even appreciate the Andre three thousand and the the ludicrous. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't understand them boys like that. But then you you go outside and find J. Cole. Yeah. And yes, J. Cole, but we had it already yeah. too with Andre. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we were not, you know, we and took Cole, it a and, lot for granted. And not for nothing, Cole's a Southern artist. I mean, Cole's yeah. from fucking Fayetteville. Yeah. It's not shit. It's three and a half hours away. Like, that's but that's still, but just yeah. the Georgia and mm-hmm. that Southern region, bro. Mm-hmm. Just Georgia and Florida. By the coastline, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's different. You you get that Geechee culture, man. It's a different sound for sure. I mean, a lot of the Outkast influence is geared from Geechee, but that's big boy. You know, me coming from Savannah, so so yeah, man. So let's tap in, man. So uh, we're gonna play the band. Uh, Why? Open the book. 
And I saw an angel come down from heaven Having the key of the bottomless pit And a great chain in his hand I laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent Which is the devil and Satan And bound him a thousand years See? Tryna keep my head on tight Bona blockers make a nigga wanna ride at night Block watches callin' coppers so my mind ain't right That devil with me but the young boy acknowledged right I did a lot of riding my time and God bless me still I look out for the one that knocks So why the devil keep on fuckin' with me? So, um, man, I'm going to tap into another Southern artist, man. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Rod Wave, man. Already won.
All right, man. So uh, that was Raw Wave already won. Um, so last thing I wanted to get to, man, um, something that's very close to us, uh, both geographically and also just being um, young black men in America as well, man. So Maude Aubrey uh, trial uh, came to a close. Um, all three men were found guilty of murder. Um, you know, varying degrees of it. I think the son caught the worst of the charges. He got to commit on all nine. Um, I believe the driver and uh, the guy who held the camera, I think he caught seven of nine. And I think the father caught seven of nine charges as well. Um, we've been seeing this obviously a ton in, in, in the news and just in today's society um, in the last two, three, four years. Um, you know, even, you know, I just think, I mean, we could name for Mike Brown, the Trayvon Martin, the Eric Garner, and we could just keep going on and on and on um, with this. Um, I want to get your thoughts when you first, um, heard they were found guilty, uh, what went through your mind first, um, and what, what did it mean to you in just hearing that? I didn't get the news until that day when it came out, I wasn't on social media all that day. So somebody told me maybe around about eight o'clock. Uh, so I was late to the party, first of all. Second of all, second of all, being late to the party, I I was thinking that you know, put race aside to this, like rightfully so that why did we even have to question that that was gonna come down like that? Why would we sit? Why did we have to go through pins and needles? Right, right. For right. us to that's the second time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's 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 you named a lot of names, right? All right, let's go Sandra Bland. Yep. Which didn't go to, you know what I'm saying? To right. Things like, to, you know, uh, uh, what is that, Breonna Taylor? Yep. George um, Floyd. George Floyd. Uh, aside, Zimmerman. Yep. Everybody else was the police that's going to have immunity. Right. So, um, if we already going to paint that picture of the, the elites, which are the police, are going to get immunity, there should never be a question that a, a civilian should ever be questioned that if it is blatantly guilty, like how the brutality of the law enforcement was, right. there's no question. of Because now it's not even the point of white people just getting over. It's like now is, is it because of the police? Right. Let's, let's exit race now. Let's focus and eye in, is it immunity because of the police, right? right. So if it's immunity on the police, let's now, let's watch how these regular civilians are you going to let the civilians off? We're already cool with knowing that they got immunity. Fine. But right. this regular civilian that they have not taken that oath that you took, why right. are they walking? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how I feel about having to be so riled up. And Again, I ask you, why does somebody have to tell me to be angry? Right. Sit on pins and needles about that. Because it should be open and shut. Zimmerman and those guys should definitely be frying in jail right now because... Again, you never took that oath to to well Zimmerman. You, you know took, what I'm saying? Yeah. And off duty, right? And all three, yeah, and if, all of them. If if you're not, and that's the thing, right? Okay, they're off duty, right? So if they are not upholding, if this, are we really gonna uphold citizens' arrest? Because the only reason why you're upholding citizens' arrest is because y'all are the only race that's gonna mind other people's business. Right. We're we're not following citizens' arrest because we believe we need to police ourselves. Right. Self consciously, 
we're never going to say it out loud. Right. But we believe we are capable of policing ourselves. But that's where we come from. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you look in Africa, that's what happens there. They deal with that. Child molester, they're gonna cut they're gonna cut your dick off. They're gonna do that. Rightfully they, so. They, they're gonna police that. Don't worry Rightfully about it. Rightfully so. If you steal, they're gonna cut your head. Like they're going to do that. Rightfully so. So they don't need anybody patrolling and telling them what's going on. I, I feel like um, you know, I know that whole conversation on defunding the police, you know, and it was a whole thing where no, nah, we don't need to do that. And, you know, I've seen those dollars before, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen what's purchased with those dollars. And I can also see a way where, okay, let's take that money from the police and let's put it in these other areas that y'all took the money from. They defunded churches, not churches, I'm sorry. They defunded hospitals. They defunded schools. They defunded all these other things in the community, but they've never do it for the police. Because they were created as slave catchers. Exactly. So they're never going, so it's going to seem like an outrage. We can, we can cut the, we can cut the budget and fire the paramedics if they don't want to get vaccinated. Right. We can fire the doctors if they don't want to get vaccinated. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can cut their salary, let them go on strike, but bring in some outsiders and pay them more. Right. They're, they're dispendable. You know what I'm saying? And But but we're outraged if you cry about defunding the police because, again, you're going to dump all that money into slave catchers. That's just what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I agree with you. We, it, it's, it was bittersweet seeing him, seeing them all convicted because I looked at it from two different minds. One, it's not justice to me. Justice to me is him not being killed in the first place. You know what I mean? And then the other part too is I, I couldn't even be excited because my mind kept going back to the question you asked. Like, why, why, why is this such a thing? Like, why do I need this guilty verdict to feel vilified or feel vindicated or feel like some, you know, okay, cool, they care about us. Like, why did I need that to feel that way? You know what I mean? Like, and it goes back to, it's like, they're essentially dictating how we feel. Imagine a not guilty verdict. Like, what happens? They wanted us to test some shit up. Yeah, they, exactly. So is it, okay, this time, let's give them this. You know what I mean? Let's give them this. And then, well, you know what I mean? Then the next one, you know what I mean? Maybe this will calm shit down for a little bit so we can point to. But the other point you made was a very interesting point and a very good one, which was, okay, cool. So now we understand that civilians can't kill civilians. Well, we knew that anyway. <laughs> You're not telling me shit. I knew that. I can't kill no, I can't kill you. I don't have to. Yeah. But the focus still turns back around. Okay, cool. So what about y'all's people? Yeah. What about y'all's people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we see when niggas kill niggas, they go to jail. We see that. We know that. You can't yeah. kill nobody. Yeah. You see that in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you can't kill. But kill not. Don't thou should not kill that nigga. Exactly. We watched all of this shit happen. We saw. We heard the testimony. I mean, it was. I mean, I remember when they first when they did the uh, the um the whole uh, pre trial preliminary hearings, and I'm hearing them talk about how what they found, and they kind of piece the story together because that's kind of what they do with that pre trial with the preliminary hearings. They kind of you know. With them dispositions, they they put what happened together, and you're telling me how y'all basically chase this boy through this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Y'all were hunting him. You hit him with your truck mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. and then y'all fought him, shot him, because it was y'all three against him. He kind of holding his own. He getting away. Fucking get the shotgun. Y'all went in the house and got the shotgun. So it's mm-hmm. premeditated. You knew what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
we said, well, we were just trying to arrest him. So, so all three of y'all. So, so the thing is, to not get into too many details about the actual trial and case mm-hmm. itself. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I I, I don't want to say I felt good. I saw a lot of celebration in our community, and I don't want to let anybody feel how they should feel. Like, no, like, if you were happy about it, celebrated it, cool. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not talking down on you for doing so, but my whole thing for me was that, man, I didn't feel, that didn't make me feel good to see that. You, you, feel, you, feel, you feel prostituted out. I did. You feel prostituted out. And people got to start realizing that. Why do we keep feeling like, can I please? Can I please? Like, just to go back, like, you know, why do we have to feel that way? Right. You hear me? Why? Because at the end of the day, they're, the, let's go back even with the, you know, shout out to, you know, Mike Welsh. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he don't be on Facebook that much. Well, and I haven't caught it that much. But, you know, I logged on yesterday and seen something that he actually posted. And I see him going back and forth with a European number. And obviously they know each other. You know what I'm saying? And they, they have, either they work together or, you know, they people know each other. Somehow they have a coalition that they pretty tight to where they have conversations, dialogue, right. either at work or something like that, right? Right. But the things that he was saying of, again, you say he went in there to steal something. Right. What the fuck did he go in there to steal? Right. I can understand that you saying that nigga went in there to try to find a good spot to fuck something in. Right. Like, that's the problem. What the fuck can he have stole, bro? And you right. keep pointing that narrative up there. And I, and I told him I was just like, you know, after I seen that line and read that line, bro, I just knew what a weight, what a lost cause because under, to, under, to think that for you to just push out with his record, he was on bail. What the fuck do they have to do? Because... The, the videotape showed there's people viewing it. It's a couple people had sex in that motherfucker, dog. Right. Mm-hmm. So what is his so different? Right. You me? So, and then let's go back to the, you know, with the Rittenhouse thing, right? Mm-hmm. People, again, that, when you said about that not guilty thing, again, let's, re- let's understand, if a guy comes to your city with that big-ass gun, right, right that big-ass gun, even if those he's white, bro, let's be real. You seeing him, what the fuck are you running towards him for? Right. What what transpired in the midst of you seeing him and that mm-hmm. first shot right. that he took? Nobody's thinking about bro. Right. What made this nigga shoot? Yeah. Nobody, not one time that the, the media ever say he went out there busting shots out loud. Right. It never said that shit. Right. It just said that they want, it continuously kept saying, niggas started running at him, that's when he started. Bro, if you know you got a big-ass gun, right, and you know people see you with that big-ass gun, right, people start chasing you with that big-ass gun, right. You, in your mind, I took this big-ass gun for what? Right. Protection. Yep. Why the fuck would you run? Yeah. So yeah. obviously, y'all bothering me because I just came to stay protected. Right. Yeah. I came strapped for protection. Y'all seen me with this gun and felt like, oh, you defending this. So now you bringing knives to the gunfight. This nigga tried to beat me outside the head with a skateboard. Yep. Are you serious? Nigga, I yep. got a gun. Yep, absolutely. And I think with, that, with the Rittenhouse thing is that what was wild for me was just that um, his mama drove him there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
and dropped them off. Yeah. And my, my question is always for, to do what? Now, the thing about this that a lot of people overlook, and, you know, not to bring too much race into it, but all folks he killed were all white. So Dang. when I talk about, so when you talk about, and I made that point not to, you know, minimize them dying, but I say that to say this particular trial honestly wasn't a racial one. It's not like he went out and <laughs> it, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't you. that. It wasn't. That, but it, again, and it's like I talked about earlier, they can push these narratives and make us feel like it, mm-hmm. and get us all fired and riled up. And say, see, it's a racist thing. If a black man would have went and killed a bunch of white folks, probably, probably would. But that means we would have had to go to something and kill a bunch of us. Exactly. And the, the narrative is, no, we wouldn't have went to kill. Exactly. We would have did what they wanted us to do. Yes, would they? They would have now that, yes, they would have killed us. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, they holistically, they won that war. You went out there to kill your own, Mm -hmm. plus they're going to get your life. Yep. It's a win-win-win. That's a fact. Because, you know, it was actually wild, and I I wish I had the, uh, I I knew I should have wrote it down. There's a case, and it's a recent case, with a black guy, and the police ran into his shit. Mm -hmm. They killed his girlfriend, and he killed, I believe, two officers. Mm -hmm. And he got off on that. On that. Now, he's facing charges because the weapon he had was illegal. Yeah. But he actually got off. On murder. On murder. They, but they, they, they'll go to the extent with that charge. However, he's going to get off at, with something light because you know why? Yeah. Blood was shed. Yep. Which is his girlfriend. Absolutely. Somebody got whatever. Right? Yep. Absolutely. The thing about it is they're going to take his freedom away because he's a black man. Right. They're going to so find that something. They got to get. They got to hang. But... Somebody died of a situation. Right. So so it's it's fine, but it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Um, why do they have to tell us that we're so lost now? They're telling us to get mad at something that ain't got nothing to do. So now we're getting mad for them. Yep. We just keep doing more and more work. Because there's nothing, because number one, there's nothing we do better than protest, march, and start trying to drive shit. It's what we do. And again... It's like you said, you know, they're getting us to do the work. Well, that's been America for since the inception, right? It's been America for 300 years. We're going to get, we going to have y'all do the work. Y'all build this. Y'all put this gun on us, man. They done killed one of our people. Can y'all niggas go out there and march for us, please, and, and, and do what y'all do? Because we can't get this shit right. You know what I mean? So I appreciate, man, the dialogue, man, that that we had today, bro. It's just, it's, it was, it's dope, bro. Yeah. Like, this is what's up. Um, but before everything, though, I want everybody to know um, and be on the lookout. Um, the Epstein case. Yeah. It's going right now. Yep. Um, bro, trafficking five and six-year-old is never right, whether what race or not. Right. Feel me? Like, just because they cracking their own eggs to yeah. make an omelet for them, all it is is warming it up for us being okay for when they start continuously well not start but continuously doing that to us right because they do their own that way yeah. so if they are doing their own that way it is justified and it's a blind eye turn when they do it to us it's just another day in the life right everybody needs to be tuned in on that because the outcome of that is going to let you know mm-hmm. a lot about life and how they feel about you and our women there's a lot of um it's a lot of bridges, a lot of stones 
they're going to be unturned in this case. It's a lot of names that are going to get dropped in this case. It's a lot of people involved in this. This isn't. This is Epstein was the mastermind. He may end up just being the fall guy, but there are a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people tied into this shit. A lot of people that we love that are tied to this shit. So, um, I do want to say in that, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I do want to say in that that we we got to be ready. Because that truth, once that truth drops, we can't That's ask right. for it and then shun it when we get it. Because that shit's coming. I love your pops to death. Pop said, follow that money. Follow the money, bro. But again, a lot of the generation before, they just told us. But did you tell us that some of that money, boy, has some discernment with it, bro? Because they, a lot of black folks that we idolize mm-hmm. as a culture, yeah. names are about to drop. And what did they do? They followed that money because when it comes to the point where our African-American culture is able to touch the money that we feel and we are so destined that we think that we deserve it to touch the amount of money that they do, they got to get our hands dirty just like they get theirs. They got to show you how they get that money and how they get the money is always dirty. Yeah. It's always dirty. So, guys, you better buckle up your seatbelt. Yep. And because it, but a lot of people like to walk blind. So a lot of people are going to purposely not look at this or want to know until somebody brings it. The problem is we're so lazy and not wanting to do the research. We'll wait till somebody start posting it mm-hmm. and we start sharing it that way and don't even know if it's real or not. Right. I seen a girl the other day post something about the written house of saying that this is the reason why he puts his hand right here because that's Freemasonry. Right. And you could tell she knew nothing about Freemasonry. Right. Right. But just because it sounds like a racism to say that he's a KKK or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it looked like being it. And you think about Masons, you don't even know anything about them. But then you build a fake narrative of and pushing. That's another group that they want you to hate. Right. So you put you putting that out to make people think if that's something you want to join, you're selling your soul to the devil. Right. Or you be so malicious or things like that. So, you know, we got to start going back and studying. And, and, and researching before we plaster that trauma against the, the, the internet. And again, too, also, you know, with the FWM podcast on Tuesdays, um, new episodes. I've also started adding on bonus uh, episodes for when you guys tap in and you want to hear something talked about, you know, bring it, bring it to, the, to the rabbit hole. Yeah. I'm not opposed to bringing up anything now. When you bringing stuff up, bro, don't don't be crazy to it because you something you afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now let's let's bring some things to the table and talk about it because that's getting us together. Yep. But don't keep bringing up trauma, a divide that you just afraid to bring up because you want to keep things stirred up. Right. Also, follow follow us on uh, FWM uh, underscore podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, all the information on episodes and, and dialogues is going to be there. Um, but also, make sure you tap in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Yeah. And I appreciate you bringing me on to the platform, bro. appreciate you. Yeah, definitely, brother. Appreciate you coming out, man. Um, something we talked about doing uh, for a while now. The schedules had to line up and get everything straight, man. So I was happy to get you on. Um you know, the conversation went exactly the way I expected, uh, which is a good thing, man. I think a lot, a lot of dope points were made, a lot of talking points were made, something that, you know, people kind of take, you know, from this podcast and take it back to their communities and their people, man, and, 
and, and kind of spark that conversation. At the end of the day, that's all I want to do. Um, you know, once again, man, tapping the bros podcast, man, is you know, he, he gets to a lot of dope stuff. I listen to it. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of viewpoints, uh, whether you agree or don't agree with what he's saying, that's a good thing. You know, talk I mean? about it. just talk about it. Come let's on, talk let's about talk it. About you, know, about you know what I mean? Let's think. I mean, that's the main thing here, man. We want to start thinking a little more. Um, so uh with that being said, man, um that is episode forty. You know the rules. If you fuck with us, fuck with us. If you don't Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. That's a fact. Um, so, uh, we're gonna close it out Like I always say, man um, life shit is hard Uh, you can choose your heart, man You could be fat, you could be skinny Either way, it's gonna be hard You could be rich, you could be poor Either way, it's gonna be hard One way or the other, you're gonna choose your heart, man So, oh, that being said, we out Appreciate y'all for being here See y'all next week Life on the party